ready for another week another episode of this glorious glorious goodness we're gonna give it to you it's mac with my co-host peter hey guys how's it going this week this week's going pretty good good uh same as the last weirdly enough oddly that's bizarre <laughs> it's like you're in a time like stuck in a time thing oh no <laughs> <laughs> okay enough of that enough of that tomfoolery uh peter it's time for our icebreaker question of the week yep. <laughs> This week's question is, and you can play along at home as well. You <laughs> In can, real time. You can, yeah, you can, you can tweet at us at Super Movie Ball and email us I'll at supermovieball really at gmail. If I get a tweet right now. <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of creepy and weird, especially if it's about this question that I haven't even asked yet. I know. What the heck? Anyway. <laughs> so anyway, this week's question is, which task or chore is your least favorite? I feel like that should be a really quick, easy answer. I, I tried to pick an easy one this this week. I know I tried to get you with the hard ones, but to get your juices flowing, mental juices. If I could get rid of one weekly task around the house, it would be vacuuming. Oh, you don't like How's vacuuming? that? I don't mind vacuuming. Yeah. It's satisfying to vacuum, kind of in the way that like mowing your lawn or something, which I could get rid of that too. Oh, that'd be a good one. Wrong time of year for that, but freaking mowing the lawn. There you go, mowing the lawn. That's my new answer. You know what? That's my new answer. Uh, I it's weird. I, I actually you, so mowing the lawn. You're done with mowing the lawn. Yeah. What what is it about mowing the lawn? Making the time for it. Oh, it is kind of. I, I don't actually it's... mind the chore. I don't mind the activity, the task, getting going out and doing it. I hate making the time to do it. I understand. That makes sense. Yeah, that totally. If makes that sense. adds clarity to it. No, it does. <laughs> okay. No, that, that totally makes sense. So Peter is going to get rid of mowing the lawn he's gonna have a robot that just does automatic like a Roomba or whatever those things are like called on, uh, well like on uh, uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids yeah, yeah. No, that would be cool that would be cool that would be cool right? we had the remote control lawnmower yep I think this is weird I think I'm gonna tack on to yours I absolutely hate mowing the lawn I used to actually mow lawns for a living when I was a teenager oh really not for a living well yeah, sort well, of I know what you mean yeah for a job for money uh, <laughs> and I used professional mower and it's so fat. It's like it's like my lawn where I live today. I could probably do my lawn in like ten minutes with a professional <laughs> mower, but it takes me like yeah. a good like hour, hour and a half to do it. If if I have to bag, I'm gonna tack on yours and just like piggyback. I, I, I if I could get rid of that, I would too. Yeah, yeah. It's incredibly tedious. The funny thing is, I don't mind vacuuming. I actually like vacuuming. I'm sort of weird that I, way. I kind of like. I like when it's done. It looks nice yeah. and everything. Don't get me wrong, but if I could just like. Not have to worry about doing that because we've got we've got animals at our house here and just the frequency I have to do it at 
because uh, because it, it's always me having to do it. No jabs at anyone specific. And uh, <laughs> the thing is, though, I couldn't bring a Roomba into this house because of the animals. Because yeah. we have a couple neurotic animals that if they started oh. seeing this vacuum go around by itself, they would attack it. Oh well, it just wouldn't be pleasant. I think it'd be sucking up some pee behind it from the animal (laughs) i don't think the animals would like it Uh, which is unfortunate because they make roombas for that and anyway you get them so yeah i that's that's the only reason i would get rid of it yeah well and it's not that i don't it's satisfying to do and it's nice when it's done it's just annoying to make the time to do it well my wife was like i can do it she's like because we um not to shed too much light but we live in the house that she grew up in and she's like, I used to mow it before, you know, when I lived here and yeah. I was like, well, you don't do it right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so no, you're, that's an absolutely good point. Cause Leanna's like, Hey, how about from the neighborhood? We just get some kid to like mow the lawn or something. Yeah. yeah okay. That sounds great. But, but I want it done the way I want it. Done. Exactly. I want, it kind of <laughs> so, reflects on me. You know what I mean? It, if it looks a certain way. Well, I don't even care about that myself. Uh, it does. I don't to me. care about my lawn. <laughs> yeah. I just, oh. I just want it mowed the way that I want it. And if they miss spots or do something weird, it's annoying because I wouldn't have missed that spot. You're right. That's all. It's, it's a control thing. It is and totally a problem. control thing. It is my problem too. <laughs> yeah. But I feel, I feel the same way. I absolutely hate doing, but won't let anybody else. Yep, Do there's it. certain chores like that. Like, he, I don't know. like we were just chatting about cars before the show. I'm the same way with oil changes. I can't take my car somewhere. I can't let somebody else handle my Peter's car. Peter's a big car guy. I have to. Well, I'm. I just have to know that it was done right. Because I have I, too many people I've worked hey. with where like the oil caps were left off and exactly it their car or something. I just got that'll know. mess up your and, car. And this way, if I mess it up, it was me. I mean, it's right. on me. It's on you. So anyway, plus I. I mean, I think it's you enjoy trip. working on it. That's it's sort of your <laughs> hobby. Yeah, it's kind so, of. So, but that's why I thought that would be a, a good one because we were yeah. kind of just talking about that. Yeah. So, oh, that is a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. To do that, uh, but I think you have something for me though. I do have a question for you now. Two truths. One law. Just call me a liar. Crazy thing is, it's true. All of it. So, two truths and one thing that I made up about Kurt Russell. Oh, yes. I love me some Kurt Russell. Can I just put that in there? He's he's so awesome. Oh, we all like Kurt Russell. That's why I chose him. He's the best. So. So, let's say, number one. His father was on Bonanza, the show. Okay. Uh, number two, he farted on Bruce Campbell during filming of Escape from L.A. Number three, he was the best man for Ted Nugent. Okay. All right. So first one, his father was on Bonanza, who's yep. also an actor. Yep. Um, uh, two, he farted on Bruce Campbell during filming of Escape from L.A. He he let one on Bruce Campbell during filming. Best man for the Nuge. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead for the Nuge. Can't scratch fever. Um, Can you see Kurt Russell there? Come on. Come on. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and say 
the first question is true. His father was on Bonanza. His father was a prolific actor. Is in several TV shows and movies, so I'm going to say that one's true. I think he was maybe the best man for Ted Nugent. I think the whole Bruce Campbell thing, like Bruce Campbell wasn't in that movie. I don't know if he, he wouldn't have been on the set because the Raimis weren't involved. Oh, I believe he was. Oh, he was. So I'm wrong? No, you're correct. Oh, I'm correct. But Bruce Campbell was in that movie. He was? It, it Escaped from New York? A, I said L.A. Oh, L.A. Yes, you're right. He is in that movie. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's fine. But yes, you, you are correct, though. I'm sorry. So, my, my, that, that was the fake one. My brain pan's not working so good today, people. <laughs> okay, so that is correct. Yep. I'm two for two. You got it. Yay. Two for two. I'll, I'll get a harder one next time. Yeah, get a harder one, man. Yeah. That's some weak sauce. Yup. All right. I failed you. <laughs> you failed. And the show. No. <laughs> no, those are great questions. That's our new segment from last week. And carrying it over, it's great. Before we get into it, uh, and I'm pretty excited about this one, we're going to have our friend, our robotic pal, Spew, do his thing. Warning. Warning. Spoiler. Alert. I am Spoiler Protection Edict Widget. Or Spew for short. You have been warned about the delicious spoilers coming your way. So bask in spoiler country you have cluelessly wandered into, baby, 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 baby. Thank you, Spew, for saving us from those hateful, hateful spoilers. It's good to know someone like him is around. The, the, not the hero we deserve. <laughs> but the hero we need. <laughs> I just said that to somebody yesterday. And it was... <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> just, you didn't know you'd be saying it about a robotic voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, okay, so people, are you ready? We're getting ready to get into our first anime Woo! that we're going to be talking it's about. Episode first. Yeah, it's an episode first. So we've had quite a few. We're getting into our first this and our first that. Yeah. But this is our first animated feature. Um, Peter, help us out. So this is from 1987. So this is Max Choice here. This is a good one. It was uh, Lily Cat is the name of it. Uh, and it's Real. cat is spelled C-A-T, duh, but with periods between. Oh. Like it's an acronym. It's an so acronym. So that's what I'm trying to point out. I understand that you guys probably know how to spell cat. So. <laughs> I don't. Uh, this is from 1987, if I didn't just say that. Uh, the director, uh, he uh, gave us the classic Speed Racer series that we all know. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and the Gatchaman series, if you're familiar with anime. Yeah. I never watched it, but I'm I never well, did either. well aware of it. Okay. So it is a, you know, kind of a famous one. Gotcha. Um, this one was kind of cool also. I, I This one's unique to me because it was, uh, it's only an hour and seven minutes, which is yeah. an easy watch, mm -hmm. but as I'm like looking at my notes for this episode and everything, it's kind of crazy because there's a lot of main characters. Well, I, I shouldn't say main. There's a lot of characters uh -huh. and a lot happens to each of them. And so my notes are like really long. So it'll take you less time to watch this than it probably takes me to talk about it. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Just up front. We're getting started with a few minutes in because of our segments, but. So, I mean, I'll, um, I'm gonna kick through this. Matt can, uh, keep me I... on track if I get a little long winded for once. <laughs> Matt can keep me on track. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's gonna be difficult, uh, cause I'm the long winded one. That's why we switched this up in the first place. I, I do want to mention something off the top before yeah. you, you get started on the breaking it down here. 
I, I like this style of anime, and maybe you can chime in, just because it's that 80s, 90s style of Japanese animation, which I love. I just yeah. love the style of it. The animation in this is just okay. I'm not going to say, like, the actual animation itself is great, because there's there's better stuff out there. I just like the style yeah, of the, it, the, the way it looks. It yes, yeah, exactly. From that era. And also, I think it has wonderful, eerie, intense music. The the music's interesting. I have a point okay. about that. I, I I do like the music. It's, I and mean, it's not the best thing I've ever heard, but I think it no, fit, no. I think it fits pretty appropriately. So the cool thing about this is this movie is uh, it is a sci-fi horror movie that uh, just I'll say off the bat really borrows a lot from Alien. Um, <laughs> And, and a couple other films. And a couple other films, <laughs> definitely. I mean, you can see the influence. You can see the the year that it was released. I it also borrows from it's it borrows from Alien, but also The Thing. The Thing, starring Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny because I did not do that on purpose. Actually, that's you shouldn't cool. have said that. I'm going to cut that part out total to make you sound like you're so right, awesome. Sweet, yeah, make, make me sound better. Here, post. slip me fifty bucks. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I cut you off. It was a fact, but he doesn't know. Uh, <laughs> he'll find out. Later. You'll find out later. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I, what was cool about this, to, to Max's point, getting back to the music, though, that was cool, is I have some notes as it goes through, is I really love the 80s-style horror action soundtrack of this. Um, it really feels like, musically, it feels like a live-action 80s, like, I, I almost don't want to say horror, but, like, thriller? Horror-thriller kind of a thing? Like, yeah. the, the thing was kind of horror I guess is probably what it falls into. I think it has like sort of a there's tension there in the music, like but it's, it's it's not a slasher or anything. So it's like when no. you say horror, there's definitely the subgenres. You know what I mean? Oh, so definitely. Yeah. Anyway, so just to be clear, that's about what I mean by that. No, you're you're accurate. It's kind of like Alien. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's similar to that, but but the music fits those live action ones perfectly, and it's got a really cool, creepy soundtrack um, at okay. parts. Um, I thought you were gonna say you didn't like it. There's a couple songs I don't like, and I have notes about them okay. when they happen in here. Yeah. And it's nothing against the song. I think they're inappropriate for the oh. time that they happen in. Fair enough. So, this one I know Mac likes because it starts off with a nice cold open. Yeah, you know I love me some cold open. <laughs> so good, man. So, so it good. It starts off with a uh, cat screeching at us just on a blank background here, and it zooms in on its eyeball. So this will obviously be foreshadowing because of the name Lily Cat. So right. and it's a cat and it screeches and we zoomed in on the eye, <clears throat> which will come into play later. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, it's a pretty pretty good artistic thing. But there's the a way lot of transitions. There's a lot of continuity and when I, so I had not seen this. This was Max's recommendation. Yeah. Um. So I watched it once and then I watched it again to take my notes. I did enjoy it. It was good. Uh. Spoiler alert on my thing um but <laughs> the the thing i noticed the second viewing though is there it tells you what's going to happen the whole time if you know what to look for well i think any movie that's like that that has a mystery sort of sort of but you're saying it, it uh telegraphs it a little bit too oh, much oh yeah it's i mean it's almost plain as day once you know what to look it's for. not really about the it's not mystery. bad I'm not, I'm not faulting it. No, no, no. I, I agree. I totally agree with what you're saying. I'm just playing sort of devil's advocate over here. But I just, I, uh, it is sort of about the mystery a little bit. It is. No, it's good. It's it's in a but way. I don't it's know sort of that who done it. What's going on? Kind of like the thing because so, you don't know. Right, because you yeah. don't you you don't know. Plus, it's all, it's also an hour long. It's kind of a lightweight version of Alien and the Thing combined. Yeah, yeah. And you'll see what we're talking just about. Just elements as we move of that. Forward, but. Yeah. So, so it starts off after the cat screeches. We get to uh, we go on uh, board a ship, 
a uh, spaceship, <laughs> as it is, not a yeah. sailing ship. And it's the Saldez, is the name of the ship. It's getting put into tanks. Uh, people, the crew of the ship, are getting put into tanks for hibernation on their journey. Right. So we end up going around the room as they're all getting prepped for their tanks, and we get to quickly kind of meet and get a few introductions to some of the crew. We learn the crew is basically split into two uh, sections of people. So there's there's the crew, the ship crew, which is like, what, five, six people? Five or six people, yeah. And then there's uh, the people they are taking, <laughs> which obviously is still kind of the crew, but they are uh, the supplementary crew. They, they work there's... for a company. Right. So the, the crew of the ship has been... Uh, hired to take this these company people to a planet for investigative purposes. Right. And uh, that's kind of what's going on. So we've got like, I want to say it's like 14, crew 14 people. Something like that. Yeah. I just want to interject here. Yeah. It's really weird. It's set up very weird because it's staged as if it's a crew. And when you think about the crew of a ship, it's like they're all one thing, but they're not. Yeah. There's a crew that basically works for the ship, and yep. then there's a crew that works for a company. The way you said it was perfect, but you don't get that right away. No, you have no idea what's you have really no, going you're on. You're like, wait a second, they don't... And you, you might get it at first, you're like, oh, those are new crew members, but yeah. you're like, wait, no. Because the captain doesn't know the entire crew, and you're like, How's, how does the captain not yeah. know who's on the crew? Right. And just to backpedal a little bit, this sure. movie is available Definitely. in... Because I know if, if you're listening to this, you, you probably care about anime. This movie is available in dubbed and subtitled. Yep. Uh, Peter prefers sub. I prefer sub, but I, I can watch something in dub. Peter doesn't really care for dub, and I don't I don't blame him because sometimes it's pretty awful. The too, too distracting for me. It's It, it can be a little off-putting if, it, if the dubbing is not very well done. This one's okay. It's not great, but it doesn't ruin it for me. But it is available in both. Uh, I just wanted to mention that because it yeah. was in my notes and I forgot to mention it before Peter got started. So no, definitely. And if you do watch it dubbed, just to point out, there's sometimes there's subtle differences. Mac may know for this one, but um, yeah. the I've watched both. So are are they, are they pretty similar? They're pretty similar. Sometimes there's some, there's some phrasings there that are okay. different, but they mean the same thing. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like saying somebody. Well, sometimes it's like when like, somebody says, "Hey." Get out of that automobile, but then they're actually saying get out of that car. Yeah. It's the same thing. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? It's no, like, that doesn't it's, it's like that. It doesn't change the meaning yeah. of what's happening. Well, because yeah. I've definitely seen some where you watch it one way or the other, and then you watch it the other way. Right. And, and it's like almost like, hold on, that's what happened in that scene? I don't right. remember that. Well, like, sometimes, it, and I, I agree, this is why I think we both prefer subtitled, yeah. not to get on too far of a tangent. Yeah. Because you get the true understanding of what's happening in the story. Because a lot of times when they're translated yeah. and then they're given to the script to, for people to speak in English, they change some things yeah. and they don't make sense. Right. But if you under, because a lot of, the not everybody understands like the Japanese culture. Yeah. So they'll change some things to make it make more sense for an American audience. Right. So, but when it does that, sometimes you're like, it takes away what's actually happening in that scene. You're like, wait, why does that happen? But if you watch it subtitled, you get a real understanding. Sometimes to a fault, because sometimes it's more of a literal translation, which people will, yeah. uh, and I'll fault things for that sometimes. Don't get me yeah, wrong. That's, yeah, but you, you can uh, have a bad subtitled. On the other hand, though, I, I would prefer that over people taking liberties with someone else's movie, voice actors taking liberties with someone else's movie for a script that they were handed. Yeah. I, I would prefer the, the literal 
poor subtitles myself. I would agree. Because I know what's going on in the movie. In the I would agree. Sometimes it makes them actually make more sense, even though what they said doesn't make sense, but I'm not an idiot, so I can, like, tell what they meant. Right. You know, so... I watched this version... Oh, this... Not this version. I watched it for this time. I just yeah. watched it dubbed because I was taking notes, and I just... It's hard to take... Again, like you said, you had to watch it twice because you're, like, you're reading, so it's... it's yeah. I mean, you'd have to stop anyway to make notes to do it, not to get into the minutia of how our show works, but... <laughs> Um, I did want to talk about that, but it is funny to get yeah. back to the captain thing. Sure. It's weird that he doesn't know all of the crew. Yeah, and I, but I think that's part of the unfolding of the story because the yes. story just launches you into it, which I love when movies do that in general, but it just launches you into it. You don't know what's going on. You don't know who these people are. We start to learn a little bit in these first couple minutes of them. The cool thing about this is there's, or the hard thing about it, it's cool, but the, the about this movie, talking about it, is there's so many people and there's so much you learn in the first just two minutes of yes. the movie that it's really hard to, for me to sit here and just, it's not hard. It's easy for me to sit here and do this, but it's going to take longer for me to explain this right. than it is to just watch it but i'm gonna try anyway so listen up i mean <laughs> honestly at any, i'm not going through everything i was gonna say no, at any given time there's certain people we can kind of skip over because yeah. i think everybody understands at this point what's what this story is all about so my highlights are we learn they will be sleeping for 20 years in these in these tanks right so that is key so they're gonna they're gonna be sleeping for 20 years but it will only age them one month and will feel like normal sleep when they wake up one of the girls on the crew is bringing a cat <clears throat> Lily cat its name is Lily and uh, this apparently annoys our meathead guy one of the guys on the crew is kind of a, a big buff stereotypical American yeah. flat top you know kind of guy who brings along a shotgun so apparently everybody's allowed to bring like something that they want to with no question. Yeah, like they can. They don't. There's no like. And there's a really can't. extreme example of that towards the end. Yeah, there really is. Um, but uh, it's funny. I just want to talk about. Yeah. You talked about the big buff guy. Yeah. I like all. They're they're not like necessarily caricatures. You you really don't. This movie's so short that it's hard to get to know too many people. Yeah. Too too many of the characters. But I like the, the character design of all of the characters. Yeah. Uh, I did want to kind of talk about one thing, yep. but we can get to that when we get to that person. Sure. Because I like the look of them. I like the way they're dressed. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting to note, I believe the person that did the character design for this anime also did some for like video games and other animes as well. So. Yeah. I think they had definitely done some. Yeah. I saw that. So, I didn't really take any notes. I, I like the attention to detail to the way people... Um, looked I, I like i hate when you watch an anime and everybody kind of looks the same sure so no that makes sense yeah. yeah yeah so uh so he brought a shotgun along the big meathead guy we see a few others are bringing what they call toys along as well and the captain's one is only alluded to he says he brought his toy also but we don't know what that is so right obviously that'll come into play later that's why i pointed out here um the blonde girl on the ship that's the girl that brought the cat we learn that pretty quickly she is the uh, president of the company's daughter. So yeah. she is Miss Nancy, I think the one guy So calls she's her. a fancy lady. So she's fancy. So we don't <laughs> really know why she's coming along. I mean, you assume she's privileged, but whatever. Crew about 14, uh, some with the ship's functions, as I mentioned, some with the captain. Uh, Syncam is the name of the company, S-Y-N-C-A-M. Not that it matters. It doesn't. Just a note. Um, so a lot is learned in these first couple of minutes. Mainly these people don't know each other from different branches of the same company. You get the sense so, of it's like a global company. A, well, they, they flat out say it later. Yeah. It's a global company. These people are from different branches. So it's interesting because a lot of these people are meeting each other for the first time. Yeah. Um, even though a few seem to have at least seen each other before. The 
they are going on a planet exploration mission and that this is the captain's last mission we learn he was two days from retirement <laughs> so you know dun, same, same dun, old trope right no, um, so we do learn that while uh, just in those first few minutes um, so then after everybody gets cut or gets put in their tanks we cut to the outside of the ship with some cool spacey music playing I, I thought I like the music here. I, I like I think the, that music yes it, it sets a cool tone uh, you get a little sense of something's gonna happen yeah because it kind of goes outside and then goes inside the ship yeah well so there's no dialogue so or it anything goes outside it shows the ship we get yeah. a title card for the movie which is cool I liked how they did that, that yes was pretty nice it was very well done well look um, the cat's eye doesn't it turn into like a moon or something like that doesn't it transition in the beginning? Didn't catch that. Oh yeah, like when they when showed we zoomed in on it. Yeah, like the eye zooms in and then it like it it's probably like a, did. I did yeah. not catch that. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Interesting. And there's like it the the ship you know the slit in a in a cat's yeah, eye it's yeah. pupil over like it the ship kind of forms that or whatever it's it's a cool little thing it's like a little artistic no that's cool yeah they, and there so. there are a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, subtle. In, in your face at the same time details <laughs> yes um, right so there's a lot of stuff that can happen I guess why why I say subtle is because if you don't catch it it doesn't really matter the story no but it definitely enhances the story if you catch a lot of these things so I'll call them subtle because they're there they're there for a purpose but they're not integral no they're not but means. they're just little clues but they add dimension they do and, and they're very good no it's very well done I'm not knocking on it at all uh, well it's just funny because this is like a lower budget anime and you can tell just from you can tell yeah. from it's not the animation's probably not as clean as, as it could be but and also just the length of it yeah and, and there's there's a little if you if, if you're familiar with the anime or even if you're not you can kind of get the sense of that it's it's a lower budget uh, anime film but it's it's not in my opinion, it doesn't suffer from it. Doesn't suffer from that. Yeah. And yeah. again, it, we're getting back to that thing. We keep touching on this when we talk about different films because a lot of stuff we watch is lower budget. If you put heart and effort into something, yeah. and and you try your best to make it as best as you can with what little you have, it can really come out really yeah, you well. You can tell when somebody cares about. Yeah, something and that's yeah. you can tell somebody cared about this. Is it the yeah. best thing I've ever seen? We'll have to see you later <laughs> when we talk about that. But yeah, no, I love that part where it's showing the outside of the ship, the inside of the ship, and that music yeah. really well, is like it gets comes you in, the in mood. after the title card and it's showing the the credits here for like scriptwriter and stuff like that. But then I, I thought it was notable because we get a quick jump scare of one of the people in the tanks comes suddenly upside down into frame. Right. And it's like whoosh and it makes a big noise and everything. So it's like a little jump scare, like, oh come on, okay, I know what I'm in for, I guess. Yeah. So, um, personally, I'm not a fan of jump scares. I don't mind that because this this show doesn't do it. But well, it that, that yeah. works because and it's, it's it, it works as a jump scare and she's moving within the pod or whatever. Yeah, but then the like tank. it zooms out and we see they're the only one that's like upside down. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. <laughs> it is kind of funny, but I mean, you know. But uh, th there is a th so it's showing everybody asleep in their tanks. As I mentioned, the one person's upside down. I I absolutely love that it shows a cat upside down <laughs> in the tank on its back. On its back, and yeah. Asleep. It's so funny though because if you own cats, been around cats, they sleep funny on their back with like their paws all goofy. I think it, it looked like my dog too. <laughs> it was good. It looked yeah. like my dog. Like, looked, yeah, like a pet. Like a pet, like on its back. It's just funny, but it's just in one of the isolation tanks. It sleeping. feels very real. It's it fun. feels very, it, it somehow feels very real. Even though yeah. it's animated, 
Because it's like, it's not showing it like perfectly curled up in, in a ball. It's like, it's on its back and one of its balls is up, <laughs> you know? It's kind of sloppy. For yeah, it's kind of sloppy. It's kind of great. It's, I love it. Well, it, and it is good. I'm laughing at it, not because it's bad, but because I, th- I thought it was a cool touch. It made you think I, you I liked it. Yeah, it, it made you think you cats, yeah. yeah. It was funny in a good way. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. I love it. It sets, so, it sets a, a nice little mood. So then during this, we see a quick transmission of text come up on a monitor after the credits on the ship. Um, so after they're going through the ship, we see this quick flash up of uh, something coming up for the captain. It's it's real quick. You could you could pause and read it. You might be a quick reader and catch it right away if you know what's going on. Um, but you're not really meant, I don't think, to have caught every little time no. this happened. No, no, no. So this type of a thing... It flashes I'll, too quickly. I'll spoil a little quickly that this happens several times as the story goes out. I'm not going to... I'll mention them as we go along. It does this a lot. So the, the computer will flash up because it's in communication with, with home base. So it's in communication. So stuff happens through the monitor. It's meant to just flash up as little like warnings or, or ominous things that the ship is doing stuff. So things are going on. So we see the ship is being instructed to collect debris in space now. So everybody's still asleep. It's being instructed to collect some debris as part of its exploration. It extends an arm out on its own and it grabs something that's flying by. So while doing this, we get a little scene when the arm comes back in, it bashes like an air vent and it sends that object that it just grabbed into the vent from the chamber where the, uh, the object lands in like the system's water, like a pool of water, which I, we learn a little later, is the coolant, I guess, for the system. Right. So it lands in the coolant system and it disintegrates. So can I ask you yep. a question? Definitely. To me, the object that flies in, Yeah. when I first saw this, I was like, well, it's just a piece of a rock like they got through an asteroid field or... They picked up something. Uh, it also kind of also... It also kind of also... What am I talking about? It also looks like a seed to me. Yeah, a bit. A bit like a seed. But I was it, thinking like like a seed that's in some feces. <laughs> <laughs> like an almond joy? Yes, like an almond joy. <laughs> So, no, it does. It, does. It, do, it totally does look like a piece of poop with with seeds poking out. No, it's, but it, it, there are like those weird seeds you see in nature that kind of look like what's that for a minute, like brainy or something coming. Right, but, but it is brown. It's got it's kind of long and thin. It's long. It's <laughs> smooth, and it's got like rounded. It doesn't look like like you'd see like a rock. If flying out in space, you would expect to have like it be more jaggy. Yeah, or, and, and, or smooth. and sharp edges. Either way, yeah. Well, I guess one it would be smooth. Yeah, I guess it would be smooth. Other. Yeah. I don't know. To me, it looks like a seed. Yeah, I get, I get you. More like a seed than yeah. it does a rock, but it could be just a rock. Anyway, go ahead. Well, I just it thought just, it it's worth in water, it's worth so. mentioning because there's so much time sort of spent on it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. But you'll get into that. So and we see from I guess from the arm, you know, bashing the the conduit thing whatever it bashes we see the water now excuse me leaking onto a floor so we assume it broke a uh, coolant line uh, which we find out later is is true um so spoiler um the uh water's flowing down and we end up getting a little scene of a cat walking around on the internals of the ship like up in the conduit up in the rafters right. and its eyes glow which Oh, the first time I watched it, I thought it was just the light catching its eye when it You're turns. Right, right. And, because uh, if you remember, this is just before the scene we were just talking about where the cat is in the tank. Cat's in the Slinky. tank. So I, I didn't know when I first watched this in a good way. I, you're not supposed to know, I suppose, whether that's the cat or if it's another cat. Right. And this this cat gets all, it hisses, it, you know, 
gets fired up at a big uh, ominous black shadow creeping towards it. Yeah. So we don't know what that is yet. We see nothing to go along with it. No creature or anything. It's just a big black shadow, but the cat is scared. So that's, you know, point to note. Yeah, there's something weird going on. We end up seeing the uh, tanks are going to go ahead and open up. Uh, we cut back to those chambers um, after the monitor tells us 20 years and whatever days have passed. And uh, the crew, you know, starts getting woken up and they start reorienting themselves. So that cat, Lily, uh, eventually comes back in. She wanders back in. The uh, blonde girl, uh, Nancy, I think was her name, uh, she, uh, that brought the cat, she's, oh, you know, she says um, uh, something she was worried because she didn't see him in his chamber when she woke. So he was already gone. So that's where it leaves things a little ominous for us. Uh, we're, we don't know, was that the cat we just saw walking around because it was up? You know that? Right. Is there another cat? Did it get, it's like, unclear. released early? Yeah, it's unclear. From its tank. So we end up cutting over to the bridge. Uh, we see the captain and his actual ship crew. Uh, there was an emergency call that was 20 years ago. So... Uh, to the ship from the company's headquarters. So it was three months and ten days after they launched it. So the captain has them play it in front of him, or in front of everyone, rather. Well, um, in front of his crew. In front of his crew, yeah. yes. We, we need to differentiate. You're that. correct. No, no, that's a good point. <laughs> the, the company people uh, that were in the sleep chambers there that just woke up with the cat and everything, they are not in here. This is the ship's crew with right. the captain. So it's like, what, the six of them, maybe? Yeah. Something like that. It's like there. that. So... He says there's no secrets among us, play it for everyone, because they go to hand in some head. So he plays it, and we learn that not everyone in there, in the company's people, are from the company. There what? are two people on the ship that do not belong. Whoa. So then suddenly, the person in the transmission goes to show a picture on the screen of the people, and it just cuts out. So it's, you know, they decide somehow they know it was deleted which yeah I, th I thought that was a little funny but it doesn't matter. yeah it's been they know it's been tampered with because basically when it gets to the pertinent information suddenly it's cut suddenly it's but if you're gonna go in and delete that why wouldn't you just delete the whole transmission so they have no idea anyway uh, i thought that was kind of a whatever but yeah then the movie doesn't I exist so. i well no i mean it still exists you, the audience just doesn't have that information but you're right why wouldn't they just delete the whole thing yeah I mean, anyway, it's all There's a the better story. way to do that. Plus, this is from the 80s, and people didn't really understand how technology works. So. Thanks for a good story. So yeah. But I, you're right. I didn't. I actually didn't think about that until you said that. That yeah, makes yeah. sense. Why would they cut just a part of the thing and not the yeah. whole thing? I, I was like, really? I don't know. That was a little weak to me, but whatever. <laughs> it's okay, because it sets up the story, and the story's fun. So. <laughs> I mean, this. to be fair, I, I like this. It's, it's okay, but it is sort of a knockoff of Alien and some other movies, so... Yeah. Yep. It is. It is aping off of that. Well, and the isolation of the thing, you know, not knowing and stuff. It's it's very very similar. Very so. very similar. And it's fine. It it's its own thing in a way. That, um, it's a legitimate gripe though. Fine. But anyway, any you know any of these B movies we talk about though, there's always going to be plot holes. So whatever yeah. you know, if if this is its worst plot hole, it's doing alright. Okay. So, uh, we end up learning as they talk about what these two people would be doing on the ship. We end up learning about time escapees, which I thought was a pretty cool concept. I don't know that I've heard that before. So what this means is they're criminals who flee Earth on these kinds of long missions 
where they're put to sleep 20 years at a time, so that when they return, no one remembers or cares what they had done, and they can continue on with their lives, whether it be criminally or straighten themselves out. Right. That's a cool idea. I that's thought. a cool concept. I don't <laughs> think that's. Have you I, heard that? I don't know that I've heard that in any anything else. I tried to think about it, and you know, since we watched it, I watched it twice. I tried to think about it before the show. I can't remember. I feel like I should have heard that somewhere before because it's a pretty cool idea. It's a cool that can be a whole movie in and of itself. Oh, definitely. Or like an episode of a a show or something. But like, like I I like that idea. Yeah. That somebody can just. Oh yeah, let's get on the ship. They're going to be gone for 20, 30 years. And when I come back, nobody's going to care about, you know, I did this one crime, no right. matter how bad it is, cuz who's going to be alive to get me? And, and it's not a it's not a big deal. So it's it's a really cool I thought it was a cool concept. Concept yeah. that they they threw in here. So again, we just I just bas- badmouthed it a little bit by saying it's aping off of other movies, but that's a that's a really good genuine idea it added its own element to it to where i'm not going to fault it for the other things exactly um, ultimately yeah that's well put captain and his his crew are discussing that a little bit more uh the people say that they want to the crew is a little concerned about this obviously how can we find out who it is and he ultimately just says i don't care so he says (laughs) this is not pressing at the moment who who, what are they going to do we're confined on a ship anyway what's it going to do if i can find them even more right he basically says we're all kind of prisoners who cares anyway because no one can leave the ship so So why what are they going to do why if well because if you got to think about that it's a smart choice because if they are purely a time escapee that just wants to get back to earth after years have passed they're not going to do anything to screw up this mission exactly they They need to get away clean so and if you press them then, then of course. Then who knows what they're going to do? Who knows what yeah. they're going to do? Especially if they're dangerous. Which, so they're, I mean, they're criminals. So it's funny because it sounds like a, almost a plot hole. If you wanted to point it out, when I first heard it, I'm like, what? Why does he just not care? Why are we just moving on? But then the more I thought about it, I was like, actually, that makes a lot of sense. It so, does make a lot of sense. It's like let it's just let him go. Thing. Yeah. Because plus, it's his last mission. It's his <laughs> last mission. It doesn't involve. He to get back. It, yeah, it's his last mission. Uh, he doesn't want to in- involve his crew. Why involve his crew? Because it's whoever came on is this company that he doesn't work for. Yeah, he, he has no care. loyalty to that. He doesn't care. It's so whatever job. they do with their thing, it's like if you drive a bus and somebody's trying to escape on your bus, like, are you going to stop them or are you just going to just let them off? Yeah. Because if you try to stop them and be a hero, something bad may happen because you did it. Right. But if they're just trying to get somewhere, yeah. just let them. And I know that's a bad attitude to take, no, like. But, Whatever, that's, but that's like the retail thing, though, in general, where they tell you if you're going to get like held up and somebody's demanding money, just give it to them. The company has more money. You only have your one life. Exactly. So, I mean, that's, it's the same kind of a thing. Why it put, is. Why put his crew in jeopardy for something that's just a... It, right. It, you get it. You get it. <laughs> no, but it's again, we're discussing it, so it makes it no, and, interesting. Uh, yeah, and the key thing to point out, like you just said, though, is we're discussing it because it seems like on the surface of it, when I first heard it, at least to me, was it's sort of a stupid decision it seemed <laughs> right. dumb but then the more i thought about it i'm like oh it's kind of smart there's actually like a nuance that's why he's the captain that's why he's the captain so, that's why he's that the captain cool. yeah so the captain is then uh so the company people all come into the bridge at that point because they're all awake um he starts assigning a team to go to the planet uh to go down to the planet to gather info because i guess we learn you know they're going down there to gather rocks or info or whatever so we suddenly learn there's a temperature drop in one of the blocks on the ship so they pull it up on the screen and they see a ruptured uh, duct where coolant is leaking in that area, which we should remember, and uh, they're just discovering it for the first time. So the captain assigns two of the guys from the company to go assist his engineer 
So this is where we get into the muddiness of like, wait, which is the crew and which isn't. Right. So I'm trying to be clear about company people and crew. So there, those are my distinctions, unless you have a better way to say it. No, okay. that's perfect. All right. So uh, so they go with uh, his engineer and the big dude, the big uh, meathead guy is one of the guys that's assigned to go. He's still got his shotgun over his shoulder because, you know, he's awesome. And uh, <laughs> and so they instruct him to leave the shotgun. That's there. how I fix stuff. So one guy takes it who's with him and uh, he says he'll hold on to it for him. We see the rest of the people back in the mess hall. After all of that, it kind of cuts over. I call it the mess hall, eating area, kitchen, whatever. Uh, yeah, we get it. And they're, they're eating and talking, sitting down at some tables. The ship's crew is sitting by themselves and the company people are sitting at another table. Uh, the crew is talking about the issues with the people on board and we learn that while they were asleep, someone was messing with things on the computer because it was recording changes and stuff. So that was kind of cool. So now we've got a whole other nuance. So like, wait, who was up? Right. And then we're supposed to maybe remember back to that cat. Um, so then uh, we learned that they can pull the private info from the computer to interrogate people, the, the company people. But the captain's against this as a privacy violation. So he's, he's kind of a, he's a good dude. So I like. Yeah. So they can easily pull up he's whatever personal info about these people. But he says, no, we shouldn't do that. So we shouldn't do it. Yeah. So I, I thought that was a cool decision, too. Um, though it does obviously frustrate things. So the big dude and his shotgun wander off for a walk because he's bored. So he wanders over. To where the coolant's leaking he gets a little suspicious and he grabs his shotgun and he you know has it at the ready so then we cut back to like the mess hall where two of the crew members are leaving and they're talking uh and then they go around a corner at the end of the corridor i love this shot because there's a couple times during the movie they do this where it's a corridor so you're looking down a hallway and you can see the end of it and you can see the hallway going in two other directions at the end of it, the left and the right, if I'm describing this well. It's like nope. the end of a corridor goes in both directions. I thought these were cool shots because you don't know what's around the side of there. So, it, you know, builds a little tension. It does. So they disappear around one of the corners and we're still back, you know, the camera's still back behind them. And we just see one of the guy come yelling. He runs into frame. He sounds an alarm at the end of the hallway. Everyone else gets up and starts running out to see what the issue is. I just thought that was a cool scene the way they... they I say filmed that it was drawn. <laughs> um, well, still, it was well done. It was well done, and it creates like, like a, a like a nice just sense of uneasiness and a sense of like what what's what's going on. Like, yeah, because you don't know. You didn't see what he saw. He's suddenly scared, <laughs> right. so we don't know what's going on. So that's, that's kinda cool. and, and let your imagination kind of run wild, which I love that. Yeah. Where, well, it gives you anticipation because now I want to see what he saw. Right. So, it so gives you to, and and your imagination runs away with you. I think a lot of times when they show stuff. It's cool that they show something like a cool effect or something, but I think your imagination is always better than whatever thing somebody it's true. comes up with. Usually works. Usually. Usually. <laughs> not always. So two of the crew members leave the mess. Oh, I'm sorry. I just said that. I'm, re I'm rereading my last note. Um, so they all run out to see what the issue is. Uh, they find the big dude that had the shotgun. Uh, he is knocked out on the floor. He's knocked out cold. We don't know what the deal is yet, but he's around that coolant that we saw leaking. Uh, there's an ominous cat staring from the conduit in the ceiling up at the top. So this happens several times throughout it as things go on. As you can tell, there's bad things that are going to be happening. This big guy getting knocked out. And somehow we see that cat around almost every turn. Um, I should note, because I didn't, but I feel like I should note that just before he went for his stroll down that hallway, before all this happens, the cat in the mess hall got mad at the big dude and scratched his nose. So he had a band-aid on his nose. And now we see the cat standing over him 
above the conduit with him laying down flat out, you know, under this coolant. So that's kind of a thing I didn't note, but is notable. Yeah. So we uh, learn from the doctor on the ship that the guy, the big guy, is basically has Legionnaire's disease. And a bacteria has built up in his lungs to suffocate him, which is what Legionnaire's disease is. And he says the bacteria isn't one from Earth. So this kind of sets up like, ooh, what's going on? Yeah, something so, in um, that rock. We saw that turd dissolve, so we know what's going on. <laughs> I'm sorry, we saw that uh, debris from space dissolve. Um, oh, so boy. This is, this is kind of cool, though, because we don't know what's going on, yet we do. But we get they, they. I thought this part of the story writing was pretty cool, just because like you do know what's going on, because you know that the ship grabbed that thing, it brought it in, but you don't know what it was, and you don't know what's happening. Yeah, you so really. It's kind of cool. You're you're like a little more informed than the crew and stuff, but at the same time, you're not. And and what you do know that they don't know kind of doesn't matter. Exactly. So. Exactly. I I thought that was cool. I like that. It's because it, it, it's a little intelligent. You know, I mean, it's anyway, again, it, it's it's, it's a nice it's a nice little it's low budget, but they put some thought and they put real effort into this and uh it's funny they're walking through this corridor it look the ship it looks exactly like alien it's darker <laughs> like um like there's n- less light and everything yeah. even though it's it's aping off something else and it's totally just like i won't say stealing i'll say borrowing heavily borrow or heavily, heavily influenced influence. there you go yeah um it still looks it still looks good i like the look of it yeah yeah so. no it is it's yeah, it's easy to compare it to other things, but it, it does um, enough things of its own to stand alone. I it's really think. well put. That's really well it's put. It's just, it, I think influence is the best word you can use for this movie. Yeah, it's it's because um, it doesn't steal. It doesn't. No, it doesn't steal. It's I, just highly. That's influenced. why I didn't want to say that. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I just, I, I think you're right on on what you were saying. I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I no, you, you in, influence is a perfect word for that. That you, all, you said all, there, your so. brain is firing on all cylinders and mine isn't. So I'm glad you're the one talking. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we learn about the Legionnaire's disease. We learn it's not from Earth. The captain now sends two of the people to go inspect the landing ship, two of his crew, to go inspect the landing ship. So this is a ship out in the, um, you know, the dock or whatever there where they're going to go out and investigate. And the rest are going to split into two groups to go search the ship. They want to know what's going on. So, what you know, what the heck happened to this guy? So, pretty reasonable things. I think it's weird when people split up without radios, but... I'll overlook that. Uh, we get a quick <laughs> cutscene with some more cool 80s music. Uh, I like how there's no music playing in the background, I noted. But it only starts up between scenes that I can recall. That is a good point. I kind of like it because I feel like that's a, like more like a real live action. shouldn't say real. It is a real movie. Like a live action horror movie from the era. It captures the feel pretty well, I thought, for being an anime. Um, a lot of, I think, a lot of great like 80s horror movies don't have background music except for between things. I mean, you even think back to Halloween. It's got the, you know, the classic music and stuff goes, but it's only once like, like you're following Michael Myers around or something. Or like, you know, when stuff's happening, people are running. I don't know that there's that much music. I could be way wrong on my remembrance of that one. But I feel like a lot of movies from that time period, it was kind of cool when they left it just quiet. And then the music was between scenes. You know, am I, I misremembering that? No, I think you're right. I think you're right. I just, I've got a puzzled look on my face because I didn't make that connection. I, but I, I think you're, to- cool. I think you're totally right. And it does because there's so much happening in the dialogue and between the characters 
that it's not like the music would distract. It'd be in the background yeah, anyway. Yeah. But when there is music, you can tell there's something ramping up. There's something going on. Yeah, because the music's leading the mood. Exactly. Yeah. And then when we get to the characters and they need to say something, it's completely quiet, which then gives you a different mood because now it's just people talking without You're listening music. listening to their perspective with no influence. With no influence. Yeah. Exactly. I think Because cool. music can uh, affect... I think the thing does that too, actually. You could be right. I, I'd have to go back and watch it. Yeah. I've seen it a few times. I have to go back and watch it and find out. But you're right. Music does. It can evoke emotion. Yeah. I don't remember about that's it. A, that's a really good point, Peter. But, I, didn't, I didn't think uh, about that. I, but. I just thought that was cool. I, I, you know, it really, it only dawned on me the second time I watched it. When I was taking notes, I was like, yeah. hey, you know, I like the music in this. And then, like, I'm writing my notes, and I'm like, there is no music right now. And then I'm like, music only starts up between cutscenes, I think. There mm. might be a few times where the music leads into scenes or out of scenes right. while they're talking. But I, I'm pretty sure it's, there's no, like, real background music in this, mu- in this movie. It's only during cutscenes. Yeah. The, I th- I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say you're right on that. I'm pretty sure. And so. then, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I thought that was cool. I, it, I, I thought that was a good, uh, to me, it was a good, subtle, psychological thing that horror movies from that time, I think, did, but that most of us don't think about. But I thought it was cool that an anime picked up on that uh, to, to incorporate that. It made it feel more legitimate in a way for being a low budget I agree. anime. I agree. Versus a more mainstream The Thing or Alien or whatever. Or something so like that. I, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. So, uh, so we end up seeing... Uh, uh, bu- 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 it's a nice atmosphere. Yeah, it adds atmosphere. It builds yeah. atmosphere. And I, I, it's more realistic when people are just talking because it's not like there's music playing while we're just talking in our everyday lives unless you well, have to Well, there is have now because I'm going to put it in the background <laughs> right now. <laughs> unless you're just listening to... I'm going to put yakety sacks on in between... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so we end up seeing the cat walk up to the doctor who's working alone in his lab. He reaches out to pet it and he's, oh, kitty, what's your name, Lily or something, he says. And uh, as it approaches him, so that's all we see. We just get a quick scene of that. Uh, we learn the teams didn't find anything in their research or in their search of the ship. Uh, so we see the captain come back. He goes to the bridge, the command area there. And the girl Caroline, who's part of his crew that you can tell is kind of his left-hand man, so to speak, woman, is uh, there and she's uncomfortable, clearly, because there is one of the company guys is there on the computer at one of the consoles and he says that he was looking for a message from his family. He then plays the recording from the emergency contact that we saw earlier and asks them to explain it. And the captain says he doesn't care for now. Uh, so that was kind of it. So we get someone cutting in over the monitor suddenly to say the doctor has been killed. So we cut to the doctor lying on the floor, flat out, basically just like the other big dude that we, they found in the corridor before. So he's dead in the exact same way, Legionnaire's disease. Um, okay, so, so that, did I skip something? No. Oh, okay. I wanted to talk about that. I thought that yeah. was one stupid part, not on the movie, but on the part of the, the doctor character. Okay. Like, okay, so he died of a... And they talk about this, I believe. They, they, it's some alien bacteria because it's not... Because you said it's not from Earth. Yeah. So why wouldn't you, like, quarantine that person off and then, like... Yeah, you're right. Because It's no, in the air. Obviously, it's in his, it's in his lungs. So it's in the air. As this keeps going, I'll just... I mean, we're about to talk about it, but uh, more people drop off. So so <laughs> the the corpses, you're, you're correct, the cadavers end up just being piled up in a room, and they're not quarantined. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Well, as, as soon as... Uh, okay, it's in his lungs, and he, he didn't, like, drown in water. Yeah. 
and was, he equates it to Legionnaire's disease, so he understands. Right, how it he understands, and, and he explains it for the audience <laughs> what it is. Like he tells a story and explains it what not it is. Not till later, but but yes. What do you mean not till later? It's the Japanese guy that ends up the dude with the jacket. He ends up explaining it later once he's. Um, oh, does he explain it? I thought the medical guy. It. No, the medical doctor just t- says that it's Legionnaire's disease. Okay. The other dude explains right. Legionnaire's. But disease, you later. would assume because he's a doctor. What? Well, yeah. Well, he knows he the knows disease, so he knows what it he is. He can identify. And I think it's really stupid. You're right. But I guess it wouldn't be stupid because it's like, well, he died of Legionnaire's disease. I'm not going to die of it. But this is alien, isn't it? So why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you just take the precaution? Yeah. If somebody has, point, I didn't even I catch know. that. I. It was stupid to me. I guess it's not really that stupid, but it's stupid to me because I'm just like, yeah. You don't know what's going on with this guy. Like, right. Why wouldn't you? Haven't you ever seen a science fiction film? No, I'm just, yeah, just take all precautions. Hey, anime guy, you animated person that doesn't exist. <laughs> Why haven't you ever seen? You idiot! You idiot. <laughs> stupid! God. You dummy! Yeah. No. no, you're right. I, 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 I it was a stupid that. part to me, yeah. but it, I guess it could go either way because it's like, well, he already died of that. It's like saying, oh, you might drown because that person drowned. Well, no. That's no, not how but, it works. But it is an airborne illness, and if you have a dead body laying in the same room, just that saying, airborne illness has a potential to spread. I, just, it's a valid point. I think it's I think it's a valid point. I'm not a yeah. medical person at all, and I could be talking straight out of my butt. But. Well, but especially when you consider he's a doctor on a ship working in confined quarters and everything, you would think you'd be trained well for <laughs> handling that type of a situation. I don't so, know. So, so it's just funny that he died with that same guy died of, and I'm like... I didn't catch that. You're not a good doctor. <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't expect that as the doctor? <laughs> At the very least, in most of these movies, the doctors are annoying because the, to a fault, they try to protect themselves. Right. And that sometimes is contention in certain movies. And yeah, he... Right, because they'll be like, you don't understand. Like, we're we're in danger. Like, no, he was like... Give himself like, 20 minutes injection. later, he's just dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, like some movies, you find out the doctor gave themselves the last injection or something against that because they were selfish or... Yeah, he's they like, hoard things you don't understand. Under I don't want to die. <laughs> we don't want to die either. So anyway, so we cut to them now interrogating everyone with their personal info that the captain said he didn't want to do earlier. <laughs> but I guess now that he has a few deaths on his hand, he's okay with that. Well, the situation's become a little bit more severe. Exactly. So it makes sense. It does make sense. I'm not going to fault them for that. I, I kind of think they should have just done that in the first place. Yeah. He's, you well, know, he's on his, he's got one leg out the door. Well, the captain but, does. But you can pick and choose personal info. You don't have to go through embarrassing points of people's lives. Right. A- anyway, whatever. So they, the investigator has to go through and confirm their background or something like that. So the guy that was just at the computer asking about the transmission now has the shotgun. So this is the guy we saw a minute ago on the bridge that was asking to demand the, to know from the captain. He's now got big dude's shotgun. And he starts cutting into the interrogation from one of the ship's crew that was handling the interrogation. And he starts cutting in and asking this woman and he's kind of cruel about it in her face and she gets mad and gets her all upset and things aren't going real well so this this guy we're supposed to assume is kind of a jerk at this point uh this this dude he's a mustachioed guy with a red jacket i don't know i don't know how to describe him i don't remember what his name was so uh you know what i didn't i didn't get anybody's name in this i could Uh, say what he is but i'm not gonna say he's got the letterman jacket on yeah it's whatever he he looks like a dad so (laughs) um so he then volunteers to go next after the lady gets all upset while the captain is, uh, you know, kind of done with this. So he starts calling down to find out about the transport ship to see if they've, uh, you know, just check on their progress. Uh, he learns there's no update, so he looks at the cameras down there because he gets a little concerned. And as they zoom in, they see two of his crew hanging out of the ship dead. Now there's two more people dead. Yep. The bodies are adding up. 
So, I should mention at this point, the whole time, while all of this stuff is going on, we keep getting little clips of the cat wandering around. So it wanders off, it's not hanging out with people, nobody's holding it, it's just wandering around the ship, which is pretty poor pet ownership in my opinion, <laughs> but whatever. Well, it's a cat, you have cats. Yeah. They kind of do their own thing. Yeah, they're gonna. They're gonna be curious. They're gonna go get themselves killed. I'm not gonna let them wander around uh, on a ship. Well, okay, I see what you <laughs> you mean there, but I thought kind of like the whole point of cats is they kind of do their own thing. Well, but. they do, but they they also like if you ever move houses with a cat, yeah, they have to like search every freaking piece of that house before they trust anything. They're weird as heck until they know every inch of that house. So you take them on something like a ship, I think, and they're gonna they're gonna investigate everything to a fault because the ship wasn't necessarily meant to have cats on it. I guess that's a point. They're gonna I, get hurt. I'm not a cat owner, so you yeah. make a valid point. Uh, that's my thing. With I, I understand. You're right. A dog could that just be sense. less to wander around because whatever, it's gonna get in the trash worse off or something. But and, like a cat's gonna get itself in trouble wandering around on the conduit up ahead. Okay. And whatever else. Okay, that makes sense. So I, I think sense. a cat would get itself killed really quick. Okay. Anyway. So that was why I thought that was weird, and I wanted to mention it, though. Um, so the blonde girl ends up, uh, because the cat keeps wandering off, the blonde girl, uh, Nancy or whatever her name was, that brought the cat on board, she asks one of the guys, He uh, we did learn earlier, he's, uh, he's from Japan, so he's a Japanese guy on the ship, she asks him to come help her uh, look for the cat, because we learned earlier that he likes the cat and he was pet. So they go to look for that while the rest of them continue with the interrogation. The guy, that Japanese guy that's out with the blonde girl, he makes a weird comment while staring at her, if she was still alive, she'd be around your age. And we don't, and she says like, huh? And then we're like, we don't know what that means. And yeah, he doesn't we say don't. anything more about it. Yeah. So, weird little clip. We don't know if he's like creepy or what the deal yeah, is. Yeah, we don't, he's so. obviously reminiscing about something or it sort of feels like he's like baiting her a little bit. Like yeah. to ask him more questions or to... I thought it was like a move to to like he was hitting on her. Yeah, that's what I wasn't sure what that meant. I didn't know so. what that was was about, but we'll we'll it, get it into that. It comes later. back into play later. Yeah. So it's just a weird comment that happened there. So they take off running in separate directions looking for the cat for some reason. Um, and the blonde girl who owns the cat, she gets a cool scene where she can see the end of the corridor. This is like I talked about before earlier that I really liked where they, she's, we're looking from behind her, we're looking down the hallway towards the end and she hears something that's going on. The best way I can describe it is if somebody has a peg leg and is walking around on metal <laughs> and you hear clunk, clink, Clink. Yeah, you just so, hear like a, a metal on metal sound. So we're looking at the end of this corridor and you see the cat walking across and she hears the clinking and she's just staring at it because she'd just been calling it, but it's just totally ignoring her. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool because it's, it's supposed to be really creepy. It um, is. And it is creepy because she's all excited. She yells, you know, Lily for the cat and it just keeps strolling it by. It doesn't even turn and So And it's going by so slow. It's slow and it's doing that clinking. It's not like it ran across. What it's like there's like a clinking sound and it's just like slowly walking. Doesn't even acknowledge her. Yeah. Yeah. And so she runs after it, you know, and looks down the corridor the way that it went. And of course it's gone. So, right. So do 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 do. <laughs> so we don't know where that's going. Yeah, there's so, so there's some things happening here. No, and everybody's not really quite sure what's going on. Yeah, so we cut back over to the interrogations. Uh, the guy who was looking for the cat comes running in around the corner just as they're wondering where he's at. Uh, he informs them that they need to come to the medical room and all of the corpses have disappeared. Yeah, they're all gone. So All the know, bodies that they had piled up. 
that they, you know, quarantined, uh, are suddenly gone. <laughs> in this room, they had piled in a corner like a bunch of brooms, just yeah. like, <laughs> in a closet. They just, <laughs> you get in there, you. <laughs> just like I just throw them in there. It's fine. Like <laughs> so. We cut over to the bedroom and we see just the clothes from each of them laying in the beds. The bodies are gone, obviously. And he discovered, he says he discovered them while he was looking for the cat. No, of course, he's looking for the cat, because he was. So it sounds legit to us, but they're all suspicious. So we suddenly get an alarm sounding and they all run out of the room. They find the blonde girl in the hallway screaming and crying. This was a cool scene. So this is very horror whatever movie here. So she's crying, screaming, and uh, we see blood starts running down the wall from a hole. Yeah. And the cat is dangling from the hole at this <laughs> point, going in butt first into the hole, being drugged in, you know, dragged in. And it's just, I mean, yeah. blood, it's screaming, it gets torn open. It's pretty gross for a minute. It's not overly graphic, but it's pretty gross for a minute. And uh, it, it gets sucked in. Yeah, so, it gets sucked in this hole. It's and, pretty cool. And there's just, like, blood <laughs> dripping out. And then there's also, like, steam. Yeah, so it's, like, bubbling around the wall. And the, and the you can and the tell. The wall's, like, pockmarked. It's pockmarked and corroded. Yeah. It, and you're like, so what the, is happening? Well, the one guy, the Japanese guy that was helping her look for the cat, he goes up to look at it after the cat's gone, and he goes up to the hole, and he's looking at it, and he says it's rusting. Yeah. And the one one of the dudes back there with the crew says, well, that shouldn't be possible. This ship is made of some alloy. Yeah, that's reinforced metal so, alloy or something to yeah, that effect. Space, In other words, space it, this, metal. <laughs> exactly. It shouldn't be happening. <laughs> so it shouldn't be able to corrode. Corrode. So, Captain orders everyone back to the bridge, and they start jettisoning off, jettisoning off areas <laughs> of the ship. That word's hard to say. That they think the bacteria would be in, so that they can try to keep themselves safe. Right. Pretty smart move, I think. I feel like they maybe should have done that earlier, once they learned there was like a Legionnaire's disease. Uh, well... But it's appropriate timing. It's not, not terrible timing. It's not terrible timing. No. And it's I, I think move. you're right, but I think uh, it's it's fine. It's a good Space I'm not gonna. Sorry, I just hit play on the thing again. And you it's, did call it, it a space alloy. It is. A, excuse me. I'm sorry. I called it a metal alloy. It's, no, it's space think, alloy it's from the deep regions of space. There's no, no, alloy. not that part of space. The other part of space. It's not even metal. It's it's an alloy of space. You know, isn't Ooh. space just like space? You just and blew my mind. Whatever. <laughs> so the captain orders everybody back. Uh, the brunette girl it's made of antimatter. Uh, on the ship she wanders off and we see her go to the bedroom and lie down and she's like lying down on a thing with a machine above her uh you get the idea it's to analyze her. yeah it's doing like a full body scan so she hears something she sits up she goes to stand up on the ground only to be grabbed around the ankles and throat and everywhere else <laughs> after a moment with space tentacles. Mac, what's your description? Oh, my descriptor is ropey tentacles. Is ropey what I've tentacles. But space tentacles work as uh, just as fine. Yes. Uh, but they're just like, they're, they're, it's Lily Cat. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> She's coming to get us. No, you they're just, my tentacles. they're sort of like veiny, <laughs> yeah. uh, not veiny, but like, uh, they look like vines. Yeah. That's what I meant by viney. viney. They look like viney. They're yeah. viney, ropey type tentacles. They don't look like a octopus tentacle or anything like that. So. I'm totally leaving that in because we're talking about a cat, so. Sorry, the boys started fighting. <laughs> They're old brothers. Like 14. So they fight sometimes. Oh, Timmy and Guy. Come on the show. <laughs> Fans of the show. Timmy and Guy, come on the show. 
We'll talk about Lily Cat again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, where were we at? Oh, the tentacles. The tentacles. So we were just talking about those, yeah. So they're like, like there's like little shiny flecks or something in them, but they're kind of like pink red. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Watch the movie. Um, so yeah. <laughs> wow. So uh, that was a pretty cool scene. That was very like alien horror movie kind of like. It, it, this was a cool scene. Um, just with the girl on her own, just like that, scanning herself, and then just gets lifted up off the... It's very anime, too, at the same time, because it's like just, she just gets lifted up by all these tentacle things. It's really cool. It's a it cool is. It is. So, like so we kind of get a... Is this our first glimpse of the what the entity or creature looks like? Because it's obvious so. now that there's something on the ship. Yeah, I, th I think you're right. Because the only other minor glimpse I can remember seeing was in the hole in the wall. They showed, like, they didn't show the creature or anything. They just showed, like, stuff, like the conduit yeah. and wires, like, shake around. So well, I don't think they showed it. Yeah, she gets lifted up, like, she's standing up and she gets lifted up by the tentacles horizontally. Yeah. Which is great. It's, it's a great cool. visual, actually. Yeah, it is a good one. That was a good um, one. Because in the meantime, obviously you can tell it's like strong. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's implied, but yes. Yeah, whatever it is can do whatever it wants. Pretty much, it, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so we see that everyone's finished their interrogations. In the meantime, um, they notice that Dorothy—that's the uh, the girl that we were just talking about with the tentacles—they uh, notice that she is missing. So the one guy says maybe she went to the bedroom, which was a random statement. Or yeah, it's it? like, how do you know that? Uh, so they ask him later, but uh, we see right. That, but I'm that, just saying, like from the character's point of view, like how, why would you know that? Yeah, yeah. You don't know her because Dorothy's a part of the crew. He's a part of the company. Was she? I thought she was part of the company. Cause they kept calling her the Hong Kong girl. Oh, maybe you're right. Because then the crew was talking about her at the one point. <laughs> oh, that's right. The redhead. The redhead is the is the is the crew. You're yeah, right. You're yeah. right. Okay. I apologize. No, that's okay. Scratch that. No, I was just like, did I remember that? Um, no, you're right. Anyway, uh, so we see the hangar deck is starting to open. So this is where the ships, the exploratory ships are. It starts opening up, and they're not able to control it from their bridge location. Instructions are coming from the mother room. <laughs> you know, not the other room, the mother room. It's coming from inside the ship! Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so the guys in the hangar... It's being overridden. Because there's two guys in the hangar... <laughs> That uh, we're exploring this, or you know, getting the ship ready or whatever. Uh, so they get sucked out into space, and we get to see the one. Guy uh, I believe like, the correct term is blown out into space. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, Nerd. <laughs> this includes the landing ships. So at this point, you can conclude they have no ships, so they are stuck. Yep, they're stranded. On this vessel. Uh, so they end up heading to look for Dorothy and find just her clothes there in the bedroom, just where the other guy said they would be. The one guy says she was probably scanning her lungs for infection as he was doing the same thing earlier. So this is that Japanese guy that was helping her look for the cat earlier. Uh, so apparently we find out that's why he knew she was in the bedroom, because he got curious and went and scanned himself earlier. Okay. This guy's not an idiot. So nope. that was when he found the corpses. Uh, we learned that they have all probably already been infected, as he reveals that he has, I suppose, from his scan. The dude that was interrogating everyone, the guy that I said looked like a dad that had the red letterman jacket on, the mustachioed little dude, he uh, now has the shotgun, as I mentioned before. So he puts some info together and realizes who the stowaway is. The criminal of the time criminal. Well, there's two of them. 
Well, if we remember, didn't mention that. So there's no, there's two people on the ship there's that don't two, belong. Right, there's two people that don't belong. Yeah. So he puts together and realizes the criminal is that Japanese guy. The Japanese guy, yeah. That was helping her look for the cat that scanned his lungs, just to keep things a little clear here. Uh, the dude with the shotgun that I just emphasized with the red jacket and everything, mm-hmm. he is a cop. He's a cop. So he's the second dude. Are you a cop? So, you gotta tell me if you're a cop. <laughs> you gotta tell me. So, are you a cop? Peter, are you a cop? <laughs> no. <laughs> Officially, no. Uh, so, he was tracking him down. So, this explains, obviously, you can put all this together. This explains why he was interrogating them and took over the stuff. Right. He was being a cop. He's just being a cop. He was beating it out of them. Yeah. So, this is why he was being mean. <laughs> he picked up that phone book so, and just went to town on him. No, I'm joking. He's kind of a jerk. So he, he well, was, he's just he's doing his job. He's used to being bad cop, and he had no one to be good cop. So that's all. He was just confused. <laughs> My partner died five days before we were dead. <laughs> exactly. I've been on the streets ever since. My wife left me. <laughs> so he ends up handcuff- handcuffing the guy, and uh, during the conversations, we get an interesting Work. speech. Yeah, it's it's just funny. The the medical yeah. guy, or the um, not the medical guy, the Japanese guy. Yeah. He just kind of he just is. He's like, well, I've been caught. Why fight it? He doesn't. He doesn't fight with the guy. He doesn't try to get out of it. He's like, so you tracked me down, okay? And it's funny because when you think about it, it's been twenty years. It's not been twenty years for them, right? Right. And it's not been really any length of time for them. It's almost instantaneous because they go in the tank and then, as far as they know, a few seconds later they come out. Yeah, we resumed filming. Yeah, exactly. Drawing, as it were. Exactly. So. The Japanese guy's like, okay, I, I got gotcha. you. You're doing your job. I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to resist it. And he doesn't. It's very Japanese. It's very Japanese. It's not like, in a bad way. In an honorable way. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's very, uh, okay, you're just doing your job. I tried my best to, to get away from this situation. I can't do it. I'm not going to give you any more trouble. Yeah, you caught me. So, and so we, we learned that the two people, mysterious people on board, one's the cop and one's the criminal. Correct. Yep. So, so it was a time criminal like the other dude surmised earlier. Yeah. So, which is a pretty cool principle. I like yes. that. Yeah, I do. It's so a, now it's to cool add concept. more element to it, mm-hmm. I think this is where it gets even cooler on that idea. I agree. The captain starts talking about him and his crew members, and uh, he basically... Is he's trying to talk the cop down from being angry about it or holding a vendetta because he says him and his crew members are really old and we find out the captain's 230. Yeah. I didn't Earth even, time. That didn't even dawn on me with doing this. You, it, if you have a ship crew making these runs that are 20 years both ways plus whatever years they're on a planet or something, they're going to be old as crap. I love I, that. That's I a very, thought that was cool. That's a, it's a cool and very sad concept when it you is. think about it. In Earth time, so yeah. and obviously he's not—he's about maybe fifty or forty yeah. or something yeah. in actual time. Right. But like in Earth time, he's about two hundred and thirty years old. So everybody yeah. he knows, and he says this, is dead. Right, and so he gives a cool speech. You know, he says like Caroline, the, the redhead girl that's on his crew that's been helping him out the whole time. She's like one hundred and fifty-one or yeah. something. And uh, so his speech was really cool though because he talks about—it's um, sad, but it's cool. Uh, sci-fi wise just that um he he talks about everyone dying off um everyone he knew back on earth how after two trips just everything's changed yeah. he's out of touch with everything there's no reason for him to stay back there so he's just going to keep doing these trips i fell out of touch and i'm living life in real time <laughs> so it's a, it's a very 
sad but real slice of life that was cool, I thought, for the story. It, I, it just adds something good. else to it because they get the concept of the time jumpers or whatever they called them. Yeah. The criminal jumpers or whatever. Time escapees. Time escapees. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, I said and then, too, so. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get this. It's like, oh, they were... It's, it adds another another little level, little, yeah. little wrinkle to the story there. Yeah, yeah, that we weren't expecting. Like you know, that's why he's like so laid back. It's like he's done this. For it, so many does years. this really matter? Like yeah. in the grand scheme of things, we're all just trying to make it in the universe. You just need to calm down a little bit. That's no matter what heavy. this guy's done, it's been it's been a long time. Yeah. and and honestly, whatever he did that to, th- those people that care about that person. You know, what, no, whatever he's done, we don't know what he's done yet. Right. Whatever he's done, they're probably dead. Yep. Or they're older. Well, and he, he even makes a comment that uh, the only people who are going to remember back on Earth are you and a computer. <laughs> right. And it's like, wow, all right, yeah, you just kind of... and But that's sad for the cop, too. It is sad for the cop because he's just done this for nothing. So he's, he's so... Not de- really for nothing, but... You know, like uh, uh, you know, the stereotypical cop in a movie and stuff where they're dedicated to their work <laughs> and they're going to track people down. You know, he's got this vendetta against he's this got guy. A duty he's got to track him down. And he's got a duty we, to do. We learned a little <laughs> bit more about that, too, in a bit. But, uh, yeah, he, he tracked him down and did all this. And now this captain's correctly telling him it's kind of for naught. I mean, it's... Right. From his perspective. Yeah. From his perspective. And and he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Meanwhile, after the speech, that was one of the cool points of the movie, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So after the speech, uh, we see the the blonde girl has wandered off. Uh, She found what she thinks is Dorothy. And we get a really cool little creature scene here. The face suddenly morphs into her cat. And then it all creepy, like, morphs even more, and it climbs away with, like, tentacle-looking stuff that we saw from before. So we finally get kind of a look at the creature. Yeah, it's kind of a, an, again, another shape-shifting uh, alien. Yeah, amorphous blob. I, I didn't actually plan that, but it actually kind of worked out. Yeah, uh, that's kind of funny. We're talking about that. So that's that's a, another cool thing to add to this already scary uh, creature that's on board. Yeah, yeah. so the, the cop ends up getting injured. Uh, remember, he's still handcuffed to the other guy. Uh, we learn at this point... I'm going to try to be a little quick about this because a lot happens in, in points here. So if you want to cut in, please do. I, I do want to cut in yes. with one thing. Yes. It's interesting to note how the cop gets injured. He has the shotgun, and he's shooting at that shape-shifting alien. And yeah. before he shoots the Japanese guy, which is, we didn't talk about this, but he was a medical student. Yes. That's, that's why he that's knows. That's how he got found out. That's yeah. how he got, that's how correct. he understands about uh, I, yeah, Legionnaire's de- uh, disease and... And you're also right, because we mentioned it earlier, I totally forgot to mention that was the scene where he talked about Legionnaire's disease. Go ahead. Yeah, so, that's the scene just, where he talks about yeah, that. I so do. before the, the cop <laughs> fires the shotgun, yeah. he's like, don't! And I'm like, why are you telling him to don't? That's an alien that's like shape-shifting. I would totally <laughs> fire on that thing. Yeah. Well, because... The way the gravity generator works, when the cop fires the shotgun, it blows the cop backwards. Yeah. So, like, the generator, like, keeps them in place, but, like, it has, like, other parts of, of gravity that it can't calculate for. Can't control. So, like, so, when something happens uh, and there's... I didn't catch that. Yeah, I was like, well, why did he blow backwards? And then they said something about the gravity generators, uh, and I just, I put two and two together, like, oh, so yeah. it keeps them from flying off. You know, to, on the ground, so on the floor, but it's like, like continually when, variable, right? But so exactly, Always so like accurate. when something like a shotgun comes into play that it, it doesn't calculate it for, doesn't know what it'll to do. blow you back yeah. because, and that kind of comes into play. And I, I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit, 
they're they're using like flamethrowers at yes. one point. Yes. If you notice, like when they're he's sliding he's backwards. sliding backwards. Yes. So that was cool. That yeah. was cool. So I thought that was again this Detail. movie. It borrows from here and there, but it has yeah. some really great ideas that it brings to the table that I've never seen anywhere else. No, that's that's a good point. Yeah. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. So I I know exactly what you, when you said the flamethrower, yeah. I knew he was moving backwards. This, so I do remember this movie's that. only an hour long, that. but there's a lot of stuff in it. And that's that's what I was uh, that's what I warned you viewers about. <laughs> uh, we, you didn't listen. We, you didn't listen. <laughs> Why didn't you believe me? Why didn't you believe me? <laughs> I told you I shoot. Never mind. It's a running I told you I'd shoot, but you didn't believe me. All right. Uh, it's the happy, happy, joy, joy. Oh, so, log, log. <laughs> okay. So, let's not start on that. <laughs> we learn the ship's mostly corroded from a quick glance at a computer screen that the captain sees. Yeah. The captain and one of the company guys head off to the storage room, and Caroline, with the crew, uh, she sees the monster thing in a hole in the wall. So we get another little glimpse at it. So the captain and the other guy in the storage room make a backpack, f- make backpack flamethrowers from stuff they find like in the storage area, which was pretty cool because it looked pretty I realistic. Loved it. Yeah, the way they did it, it wasn't like a cheap MacGyvering of stuff. It was well done. The it way was they put well it all done. Together. It was because pretty cool. It, it looked like he had done it before. Yeah, it kind of did. And he took this part <laughs> like and he tied it off. And, it, and it was very slow and deliberate, cool. the scene of making it. And I was like, why is this so cool? Why is this him putting... Because he grabs a couple tanks. He grabs some wire. He grabs some hose. Like, he he, he grabs, like, a gun like and a fixes gun, it on. Yeah. Like, he... I like this captain. Yeah. I, I, I would watch He's another, just so calm and calculated. He's calm. He's calculated. He's seen a lot of stuff. Yeah. Wow, I'm like I'm highly impressed with him. Yeah, he was cool. And he was he's cool doing guy. all this while he's um, talking to one of the company men that's helping helping him. Yeah. So I I love it. Kind of the young weenie guy. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it makes you think like, well, maybe I can make one of those. I, but I'd probably blow myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doing it, but yeah, it's again, it's like a nice little scene it where it makes it feel real. Yeah. Like you forget you're watching an anime. Yeah, because well, it's not like they. It's very casual. You're right. Like this is like a casual, live action scene. Yeah, it's Somehow. it's not it's not a, it's not supposed to be. Oh, it's the cool scene and they're gearing up. Dun, 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 no, dun, it's dun. just it's just him like <laughs> yeah. putting this thing together and they're talking, uh, about people and they're they're talking about their situation a little bit yeah. they're having a normal conversation and it's a very subtle character building moment yeah no it was good that was a good scene yeah, yeah. back at the med room the uh blonde girl that uh nancy i think i said her name yeah whatever uh she is there with that criminal guy the japanese guy who's still handcuffed to the injured cop so the criminal ends up telling her all about his story why he killed three people and fled uh, I'm not going to harp on this uh, sad little generic story about sister got hooked on drugs and he went after the drug dealers. So we learned that the cop is so upset that he would go to these lengths because he was trying to, he for a long time was trying to bust those dealers and everyone above those dealers to take down the whole ring. And this guy screwed up his plans. Right. So he took it as like a personal vendetta. Like you really screwed me over yeah. on this. So I need to. Not only did he you. break the law, but he totally. Yeah screwed up this bigger thing that was in play yeah so we thought this guy you know was just a generic overzealous cop i suppose if you want to say that uh just trying to catch his mark but no it was, there's more to it than that the guy had a lot the cop had a lot of personal time invested into this and it screwed it all yeah up. it makes sense his motivation so makes sense both motivations make sense really, yes when really you hear and that's the thing is they're both then suddenly they're humanized they're humanized i i know you said it was generic but i like the little story that they gave the, the criminal 
and that his his sister got addicted to drugs and he killed basically the three people. I, it's very generic and it, it's very soap opery. Yeah, I feel like it's melodramatic. Very, very uh, '80s Hong Kong. Yeah, I, they always go to those extremes where. <laughs> Uh, you know, somebody's sister got violated or hooked on drugs or you just, you know, these drug Why, dealers Jimmy? killed my Why family. Why did you have to use the drugs? <laughs> I don't know. It, it was a little generic feeling to me. What has he had? So, but yes, it is. I mean, it's a heavy situation. It was a good excuse. It humanized both of them because it gave, you know, okay, at the core, he killed three people. But yes, when did. you learn why, was he justified? Can you say it was wrong? Yes. So does, any, does anybody <laughs> yes, give a wrong. crap about those three people? Yes, it was wrong. So, well, the, anyway. the point is that they're all criminals exactly. and they're all horrible nobody's, people. Nobody's better than anybody except for the – I mean the cop was the good guy and all. I mean it's a cop. It's so, the I mean, funny – he is the good guy but he's not the most likable character. Which, no. Which I think is interesting. That's Yeah, because you like the, the kid, the criminal kid. You like him more. Yes. Because he's a cool guy, he's relaxed, and he's not a jerk, and whatever else. Whereas the cop's a little overzealous and in your face, you know, generic cop Right, he's getting into thing. people's business, and he's trying to find yeah. this guy, and then he fi- finds him, and he's still sort of like... But he's actually the good guy. He's actually... He's he, the good guy. He, they're all... Yeah. At this point, it's all of them versus the creature. Yeah. But you like the criminal guy better, because he's just like, you know what, you caught me. And he and he helps the guy handcuff him. Yeah. The guy gets Doesn't hurt. Resist. The co- not the guy. The cop gets hurt. Yeah. He then assists the guy while he's telling the girl his backstory. Yep. So he, he's not a bad person in and of himself. He has just done a bad thing. Right. In, in response to bad things happening to... a uh, his sister. Correct. You can justify it so, however you want. I, yeah. You know, whatever I mean, your personal he, I mean, feelings yeah, are. Yeah, whatever your, your, your morality <laughs> scale there is. But uh, I, I just, yeah. it's just funny to me that the criminal is more likable than it, a quote-unquote good guy. It is kind of funny. So. Yeah. It, it, uh, it's always good story writing, I think, when people can do that. Make, yeah. Make you identify with a character that's an unlikable character otherwise. If you knew them in real life, you wouldn't want anything to do with them. Right. However, following his story in this show or movie or whatever, you, you like them. Yeah, this so. thing, although it's just a, a just a small little low budget anime, is is has a lot of heart and artistic qualities to it, and is deeper than you might think. It's not that deep. No, and it's it, not that. And it's short. But there's more. There's than, a lot going on for an hour and seven. minutes. For an hour and seven <laughs> minutes, uh, there's a lot going on. Yeah. 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 So uh, we're getting down to the last. What are we in? Maybe the last twenty minutes ish of the movie at this point. Uh, so I'll blast through a little bit of this, but please. Mac, feel free to cut in. You know me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to um, chime in, buddy. So back at the door to the mother control area that was locked from before that I did not mention. It was locked. They couldn't get in to take over. The captain is blasting at it with the flamethrower pack that he made. Like Mac mentions, he moves backwards. Pretty cool little scene. It is. Um, so he ends up getting in. He sees the cat in there, and he blasts it with fire when it jumps at him, which I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> um, but he realizes it's actually a robot, because it's like its face half falls off. It's got, like, burns in the side of it, and you can see the exposed wiring. It's really creepy, but kind of cool. Feline cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> so he then learns the computer is being controlled by Lily Cat. C-A-T, like an acronym, as I mentioned at the beginning, is the name. And the computer keeps referring to Lily Cat as the master, and that it can only take orders from the master. The master. So, now we know what's going on a little bit more. Yeah, so essentially it's the cat that's been controlling the ship. 
The whole time. While the they've been whole time. So there's two cats, if you, if you didn't catch that. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, Blowing dun. my mind. There's Lily Cat, but then there's also Lily, Lily Cat. cat. <laughs> Which was an acronym. I didn't even write down what the acronym You know what? Was. That's funny. I didn't movie. write it down so, either. <laughs> it's matter. like... Okay, hold on. Hold on. I, think, I think I can come up with it. It's computer... It's computerized animal... Animalized robot... No, 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 no. Computer animal-like tech technological robot or something like that hold on we gotta pause now because now it's a thing okay i almost had it it's computerized animal shaped technological robot i was close which is a pretty terrible acronym. that's a terrible I'll, acronym will, you know for all the good things we're saying about this movie I, i'm gonna give them a little crap for that one that's pretty fucking <laughs> terrible it's <laughs> pretty bad animal shaped is the a animal dash shaped <laughs> Technological robot. Techni what the so hell? So that <laughs> it's, it's actually cattered or cats, catser, caster is what it really is. <laughs> it's pretty bad. That's they tried so hard to they reverse to they work. reversed engineered that. They're like, uh, what if we call it cat? Like, well, what oh, could that yeah. stand for? <laughs> All they had to say it was fun. It's funny. It's fine. Yeah, whatever. it's fine. I just <laughs> it, that was pretty bad. That's pretty so. bad. So, well, I'm a cat. There's two cats. Okay. Yeah. So, so the captain, um, so he discovers all of that. Uh, the other guy that had the flamethrower pack, the kind of weenie guy that was in there talking to him while they were making him, he's attacked by the monster. All right. So he's gone. So the captain gets all the rest of them to head back to the main bridge. While running there, they see the corrosion in the hallways and they have to walk through it all slow and ominously. Pretty cool little scene. Uh, the tentacles end up like bursting through the ceiling and they attack them. They see the bodies. I thought this was cool because the, as they see the creature in the tentacles, they see the bodies of their friends, the corpses that disappeared, flowing through the monster. Like, like, uh, just kind of like clear, like their nude bodies, like just flowing through the monster. Yeah. It, I thought it was pretty cool because it was, it really was pretty, it's really, really creepy looking because you see like. I mean, you don't see anything, but you see, like, their faces and then, like, their limbs a little bit. Yeah. Like, coming through this, like, again, we have another amorphous blob, like, on this ship. And it's terrifying because it, you see that, and that's horrifying to see, like, your former crewmates and company people, like, like flowing through this creature. Not on top of which, everything's corroded and been corroded by this thing. On top of that... You've got tentacles going everywhere. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And and it's and it's destroying the ship. Yeah. So this is really when you really think about it, it's really frightening on so many levels. It kind of would be. Yeah. It's I like mean. body horror. Uh, uh, it's like disaster movie, um, alien invasion. Like it's it's. It touches on a lot. It yeah. touches on a lot. Like it's it's really weird and. Peter's right when they're trying to escape the ship and get to the safe parts of the ship because I forget the reason why but some some parts of the ship are safer than others I'll, I'll mention it okay you're gonna mention it but yep. I, I couldn't remember the reason right I didn't write it in my notes All right, I got it. but yeah it's coming through walls and the tentacles are bursting through conduits in the ceiling and it's horrifying it's absolutely horrifying I mean it's not the scariest thing I've ever seen no but it, it was it was cool it's cool yeah so it, it was pretty good 
So after a little struggle, the, uh, they make it to the bridge. So, spoiler. Uh, so they live. So the captain tells the girl about the cat robot. They discuss how it can even work uh, while the rest of them were sleeping. Uh, we get a cutscene that shows the robot cat walking around with the peg leg sound that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, it's because it's a robot. That's what everyone was hearing before they were being attacked. Yeah. Now, the only thing I thought that was kind of weird is like, oh, that's what that sound was and stuff. But like... Why was the cat? Why was the robot cat there? They actually don't really ever explain. They that. don't ever explain it, but this is my interpretation. Unless it's just keeping tabs on the ship. But go ahead. Yeah, that's what I kind of oh, I'm okay. getting at. Like um, yeah. my my, <laughs> and my no my interpretation of it, and I could be wrong, but is is that it's keeping eye on the ship, and that the it's basically there for discovery, or it's like not, not discovery, but. Um, Exploration. Yeah. So it's like, like okay, what's this? What's this entity? What is? What's going on? Because it is just a, a robot, and it's gathering information for no, the. That's a good point. Because if it's in constant computer. contact with the computer, the computer knows there's something going on in right. a certain and it's sector, and sending it sends out the this cat, cat to go, to, to go yeah, look so at it. So it makes sense that when the alien is around, because yeah. you think the cat has something to do with it. Right. At first, you're no, like. That's... You're like, what's going on with I this didn't catch that. cat? Yeah. But that's that's just my interpretation of it. I, no, I don't I don't know if that's right. necessarily right because you're right. They don't specifically explain that. No, they just make the cat out to be really creepy. And it so, is. And and it is creepy. <laughs> I mean, and that's what the uh, just to be clear from before because I didn't state it again. That's what the glowing <laughs> eyes are. Sorry. They're showing its face like half melted off from when he blasted it. No, and it's pretty creepy looking. <laughs> and you see like the robot eyes and they're just like sort of gears and they're working. Yeah, and it's like his cat face is like slid off of his robot skull, and it's just like hanging there by a thread while the eyes just like twitch and twirl and like like go in and out of focus or whatever. It's, it's a little disturbing if you it, like animals. It's it's <laughs> disturbing if you like animals, and even if you don't like animals, you're like, what in the world am I watching? <laughs> but it's uh, it's a it's a unique visual. Yeah, it is. <laughs> One way to put it. <laughs> it's like, I wouldn't call it unique, you weirdo. <laughs> so, so now the cop ends up bursting at the head. Because, <laughs> you know, he's overcome with the uh, with the sickness. Yeah. So the cop ends up popping. <laughs> popping, copping. Uh, <laughs> so the other dude that's handcuffed to him. Uh, the cop hands his hand falls off that the handcuff was on so he's now not handcuffed to anything uh, the tentacles of the cop because the cop like disperses into tentacles and disappears into the ceiling so he turns into like that tentacle junk that the monster is whatever so he sort of like dis disintegrates in a way but disappears into the ceiling yeah so to, to be one with itself uh so the kid gets the key to ha unhandcuff himself, but decides he won't because of honor or something. And I thought that was stupid. <laughs> Myself, what did you think? Of that? I thought that was dumb. You're you're in a uh, life and death situation, you and get you get rid of the handcuff. And you don't need anything to encumber you while you're trying to physically escape. Take the stupid handcuffs off. Yeah. You know, and I guess they were what they're trying to do is like lay a guilt thing on it, where it's like, well, yes, I did commit the crime, it's and, respect. and it's this honor. is this is a reminder of yeah. of uh, the man, the honorable man that went through time and space to just to catch me, and I get it. Take the stupid handcuffs off. Yeah. Carry that around in your heart, exactly. in your head, the, whatever. Well, you do him more service by living and then doing something <laughs> in his honor later. So yeah, whatever. It do, it doesn't really come into play, but they spend too much time on. I, yeah, it was. I thought it was lame. Yeah, I, my notes say lame. So um, I didn't even note it. So the whole Not ship starts notes. shaking. They realize the robot is jettisoning off the other blocks that are infected. 
But here's where what you were alluding to, Mac. The captain says the central beam that they are in, down the central corridor, I suppose you'd say. Yeah. He calls it a beam in the subtitles, whatever. They're in at the moment cannot be discarded because it's it's you know just it's too integral, right? But they end up t saying the main body of the ship will be fine because of the electromagnetic field that is around. That's it. right. I couldn't think of it and I didn't write it down. Yeah. There's certain right. parts of the ship because of where the engine is or because of where certain systems are located yeah they're either keeping the the alien away along you know because that bacteria is a part of the uh, the alien and that's what's corroding the ship sure so it's keeping the alien either at bay or destroying it they're not sure of which one right but it's keeping it at bay. so it's kind of like a okay that's convenient but I'll, I'll say I thought it was stupid. Electro okay. Ooh, electromagnetics keeping it. I mean, you need something to have a safe space in the, in the show. Every movie, every show needs some sort of a safe right. space for the characters to run to. I was I okay it was with it. Stupid. It wasn't. I thought they could have come up with something better. I, I agree. But yes. I, I was okay with it. I'm okay it. with the premise. I thought the way they carried it out was a little bit. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Uh, so the the criminal kid, but they're still not safe because they have they're in the the part of the ship that's not protected by that, and at any right. time the ship could just jettison them. Because what's happening is, and I don't know if you said this before, it's it's jettisoning parts of the ship and yep. then exploding them. Yeah, well, yeah, I think it's from being disconnected from the ship they pop. Yeah, I I, I, I don't the know. I they don't say. Anything. Well, I'm just I don't know if yeah. you told everybody. No, that it was exploding no. when they jettisoned because no. that's what's happening. Basically, you're, so essentially, you're until dead. they get to the safe part of the ship, yeah. they could be jettisoned and they'll be fine for like a minute until it explodes. <laughs> right. Yep. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say that. So the uh, the criminal kid he loads up the shotgun that was laying on the ground from the cop. He lets them know he has three rounds in it because <laughs> there's three of them, and he preps to shoot himself. Yeah. So this he, I was not okay with. He sits down on the ground. He's ready to give up because he doesn't want to let the alien take him. I kind of get it, but whatever. So I did not like that part the, uh, because I'm like, you're giving up? Yeah. Already? Like, there's a chance you guys can make it. Just, well, I mean, well, he's just giving up why are you, so why quick. Are you, he's it giving up so quick, quick after going this far. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I agree. I, I had a problem was, with it. I was like, what? Yeah. So the girl breaks down into a story about her friends stealing her boyfriend. We finally find out why she's on the ship. I thought it was just kind of funny because it's such a little girl, sort of a petty thing. Yeah, well, and she's not a little girl, but yes, it is very much a teenage girl move. It's an immature little girl is what I mean by that. <laughs> it's an immature thing. Yeah. And she says that her, her best friend stole her boyfriend. She wanted to play a joke on them by going on this mission and coming back from the mission still young and beautiful or whatever. That is so petty. And well, it's so dumb too because if you know anything about life, their bond is just going to get stronger while you're gone, or they could get divorced, whatever. But uh, it's, uh, they, uh, <laughs> well, it's it's it, that's not the point of a marriage or, or being together or, or whatever. A relationship. And it's yeah, it's it's such a petty, immature thing. Like, look, I'm still young. But like, oh, look, we've had 20 years of happy life. But I thought it added. <laughs> yeah, I've got we've got kids and a happy family. We're doing well now, you know, whatever. <laughs> so it's or we didn't stick together and I moved on with my life. Yeah, get over. It. <laughs> I married somebody younger than you still. Oh, no, that would be the ultimate slap in the face. Anyway, um, so just for how petty she's being. Is all I mean. 
But uh, but the moral of the story is don't ever cross Peter. <laughs> so I thought the interesting thing from this it still goes in line with the other uh, interesting ideas we had about like the captain being old and the criminal uh, going through time and stuff. Though it's, it's kind of an interesting thing because this is a petty way that an immature person could abuse something like this. That's true. If it were true, <laughs> so it's kind of dumb in a way, but it's you could see it happening. I, I exactly. Could totally I, see I think it's this. stupid from a character standpoint. Yeah. But for the story, I think it's I think it's hilarious. It I think added it's, another element to the space. Yeah, track. I think it's... I'm like, well, that yeah. was hilariously dumb, and that backfired in your stupid face. Yeah. But I didn't think it was stupid in the, like, oh, why'd they throw that in there? No. Well, I like that they threw that in there, because it's like, well, there's different people yeah. of different level of maturity and background on this ship, and somebody would do that. Somebody would be like, I broke up with my boyfriend, and he cheated on me with my best friend. I'm going to show him. I'm going to come back all yeah. hot and young. Especially I when I can totally see somebody doing that. When we're supposed to assume she's the spoiled brat, because she's the president... Uh, President's daughter, yeah. you know, of the company or whatever. Yeah. Not, not. She would do something like yeah. that. <laughs> she so, would do. So I could see. I could see a character. person doing that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So anyway, that was funny. Just worth noting. Whatever. Yeah. So uh, the kid sits down with the shotgun to his chin. The captain tells him uh, if they can get to the main body of the ship where those electromagnetic fields are, they'll be fine. Um, so oh yeah, I was doing this. Yeah, I feel stupid now. Egg on my face. <laughs> Egg in my face are in alignment. <laughs> Boss. Yeah, I oh. know. Right. Gas so, mark, <laughs> egg on your face. Uh, the captain devises a plan to send them to the planet and reveals that the toy that he referred to earlier that he brought on board with him is a space shuttle. Dun, da, da, da. <laughs> they go to it and it's one of the classic NASA space shuttles yeah. that I just think is hilarious because he says he brings it with him on every mission as a memento of his first mission on a ship like that. I only think that's funny because, uh, all right, well, I guess maybe it's supposed to add scale to the size of the ship that they're on. Right. That they can just, he can just willy-nilly take this thing yeah, with it's, it's like <laughs> it's if you've ever ridiculous. been on one of these ships where you take your car on a, on a boat, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like they basically have like a parking lot yeah. on the ship and there's about 50 cars on there. Sure. And you get the sense of scale of the size of the ship where it can fit 50 cars comfortably on the ship as well as like living quarters and like a you know dining area or whatever so i get it does do that yeah it is very convenient it's extremely convenient oh yeah that it's on there but <laughs> it's also funny they would just i think it's <laughs> funny and i and i'm and part of me is like yeah i'm okay with it because yeah, i'm I, like i don't care how prepared funny. this guy is yeah he probably would be like you know what it would be nice to have a backup plan <laughs> if something goes wrong with this ship i want to get out of here I, you know what i mean yeah. and he brought it with him ever since he's like it's like his little good luck charm or whatever yeah so it's, it, it was just funny to see silly. when I saw it. I'm like, what? <laughs> it, see, to me, I was like, couldn't you make it look like more futuristic or something? It looks exactly like a he's, NASA space he's shuttle. 230 years old or whatever it was. <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought they could make it look like a unique ship, but sure. it does look like if it said, I wouldn't be surprised if you look close and it said NASA. Yeah, it's probably got an American <laughs> flag on it and everything there. Yeah. It's so generic looking. Anyway, so. He leaves those two. He's going to go down with his ship. His sinking ship. He's going to be a good captain. And he's going to go try to kill the Robocat. So he leaves those two to get on the shuttle. And, you know, that was funny to me as a whatever plot hole you want to say. I'm just going to leave you two. Hey, look. Here's a space shuttle. Good luck. No instructions. Nothing. No idea how it's to get on it. How do you shuttle. fire it up? It, don't those things have like command control or like launch control, like offsite? Anyway, I'm like, whatever. Uh, people spend years <laughs> training. <laughs> To go on a there, space mission. There's suddenly a couple scenes later, they're in like the full astronaut suits, ready to go. Ready to go. Like no big deal. They're not like, even wearing. Like it's starting a car. 
Peter, doing a, if I've learned anything from this movie, it's yeah. that space shuttles are like cars. You just put the key in, make sure it has gas. I mean, let's come on, be responsible. Well, of course. And then you just you just fly off into the nether <laughs> into regions the, of space. Into the new sunset. It's fine. So so the captain's going to stop the cat because the cat's going to take this thing back to Earth to study it. Well, we don't know. Because well, why else would he go back? The cat starts, like, jettisoning off hydrogen cells or something. And I wanted to ask you about that. I didn't understand what the cat was doing. To me, the cat, what the cat was doing was jettisoning everything because the ship was decaying so that the trip back would be shorter because okay. he does say that that if he jettisons basically everything but the core of the ship you know what i mean like that that central it'll corridor back with the info it, did it'll, say something it will take that, less yeah. time for the cat to go back because he's gonna take it see he says you're not going back to it. yeah he's gonna take it the he thinks the cat is gonna take that info and the creature back to earth for study because sure. it's there for discovery. Yeah, but he's mad at the company now, so he doesn't want them to get the info. No. So so he's gonna he's gonna you're, take you're right, he's right. gonna blow up the ship. So the cat's getting rid of some stuff. He's hydrogen, going down with the ship. He's an honorable guy. Cells. I like the captain. He's my favorite character in this. Yeah, I I agree. He's good. Yeah. He was he was a good character. He's a good. I'd character. like to see him in something else. But That's what dead. I was thinking. He's dead, but yeah, I would like to see him in other stuff. Whoops! Spoiler. No. Well, <laughs> there's only there's only like six minutes. There's six minutes left, left in three of its uh, <laughs> credits. So. So, anyway, so the captain goes, we see the cat's getting rid of the hydrogen cells or something in this area. The captain goes in to, like, it's the open, dead weight. To open a valve, yeah, in that area to let the hydrogen leak out. Um, so he starts to turn into the creature, conveniently then, and falls over as he's opening the valve. And he got enough of it open, though, we can see it's starting to leak out. Oh, you mean the captain's opening up, yeah. Yes. Yeah, because he, he wants to blow up the ship. Yeah. yeah, the captain goes into that hydrogen area and starts, like, opening up the valves or whatever. Yeah. So, meanwhile, it cuts back and forth a few times here. We see the space shuttle leaves the ship, and the monster is attempting to grab it. So, oh, yeah, this was kind of cool. Yeah, and back on the ship, the captain flicks a Zippo that he pulls out right before he dies, and it blows up the ship. Did we see that Zippo before? Nope. I feel like that was like, should have been something. Because he like looks at it like it was like a memento or well, something. Well, he looked at it like it was a callback and I was like, I don't, I've seen this a few times and I'm like, you know what? I don't ever remember it like being on a table yeah. and him picking it up and Probably then showing a shot of it. Or something. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. I've seen it a few times and I, I think that was something that, that, it's a payoff for something we didn't get. Yeah. So I don't really like that. I thought that he could have done it in a different way because he already has you know his lucky charm is the shuttle yeah he, have, and he has another one now which is the zippo lighter right no <laughs> so, that's true sorry it's it, it's, yeah, it was a little weird i You're didn't right. i didn't like that for especially how thought out a lot of the stuff in some this movie is yeah and then some of it's just not some you're of right. it's just not it's weird anyway go ahead sorry no you're okay so the monster is like on the shuttle like the outside of the shuttle now and they're hearing the voices from the people that the monster ate as they careen towards the planet yeah so it's kind of cool um just watching the monster morph and stuff you should just watch it it's, it's pretty cool it was a neat scene the uh monster then i i assume burns off in the atmosphere because as they enter the actual atmosphere of the earth-like planet the monster is just suddenly gone it goes boom and it's done yeah so i i guess it burnt off in the atmosphere we assume uh, so the kid says the two of them, uh, the, the criminal kid, says the two of them will eventually turn into the monster, which is awesome. Uh, but they will keep on living for now anyway. So I have a problem with the ending of this. Okay. Talk to me. So this is a potentially inhabitable planet. They were supposed to go do research. They know they're going to die from this monster anyway. They go out and just contaminate the freaking planet. Yeah, they don't know what's on the planet or who's on the planet. 
Well, now nobody can come to it. And now nobody can come to the... Some they should have just died on the ship. Future explorers are going to go back to it because this ship's mission failed. Future explorers will go back to it, and now they'll be infected with this thing or whatever. Potentially, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's incredibly selfish. Especially little, since you don't really have any quality of life once you're infected. Yeah. It kind of gets you pretty quick. Yeah. So it's not like they're going to be like, well, we don't know how long we have. Yeah, they're just suddenly No, you, you know you're going to have, like, maybe a couple of hours. Yeah, I mean... Get a few days at best, I could say. At best. I'll, I'll give them that. But, Isn't like, that what, way? are they going to start a civilization, repopulate real quick? <laughs> You're not going to repopulate anything in a couple days at best. So, uh, I don't know what the point was. Um, yeah. I feel like you should have stuck with I don't, the shotgun. I don't like that. Oh, well, I guess, well, I mean, you know what? I, I argued that I didn't like that, but maybe. Uh, I think... I like the captain in that he's gonna he's gonna do something he's gonna sacrifice his life for a purpose yeah yeah rather than just give up oh totally no because if they in, just in give... that regard the shotgun's a stupid way out don't get me wrong you're correct the one's definitely a more noble way to go well, it just has more purpose yeah yeah because now that thing can't go back to earth definitely but they should have just stayed with the captain I think uh, yeah I don't like this ending Why are they just it's meant to be like plane? sort of a happy ending but it's not a happy it's ending it's not they know they're gonna die they're also I, I hate the selfishness that they're going to this planet to infect it but anyway that's the end of the movie we get credits and this is where we were talking about the music I thought the end music was terrible I thought it was stupid it's that typical anime thing where they have like <laughs> a pop song singing yeah. and for some reason during the credits they have like you see the handcuff and the handcuff chain dangling during the end credits and just tilting back and forth and I, for some reason I, I didn't get that either I was well like, i'm that? like that's what we're focusing in on you could have focused in i would have rather had the cat like the robot cat walking by slowly behind the credits yeah, yeah. that would have been cool because it's about the cat. It's not about the handcuffs or the guy. I know. That's a subplot. It's about their struggles. And I'm yeah, like, eh, whatever. They tried to make. So I'm not gonna dog it too much, Peter. Overall, what did you th- what did you think of this little film? Uh, overall, so it obviously had some really cool stuff to it. Um, I I did learn some pieces. Learns the wrong word. It had some elements I've never seen before, so I thought yeah. they, were, they were cool. The aging and the t- the uh, criminals escaping through time, sort of a thing like that. Uh, I thought those were cool. Um, all said and done, I thought it was a little mediocre, but it was a fun ride for only an hour and seven minutes, which we probably talk longer than that. But I, I feel like um, it's. If you like anime, you like older anime, I would recommend checking it out. It's not going to waste a lot of your time, even if you don't end up liking it. But I think you will. At, at least you'll come away from it saying that, oh, that was right. Yeah. Like, if you're expecting you're like hate new school anime, it's probably n- not up your alley. I mean, but I just would say keep an open mind. Yeah. I definitely would recommend it um, to even, like, if you are if you're don't mind anime... And you're looking for some like sci-fi sort of horror, horror kind of thing, movie. Yeah, suspense. This is it's it's yeah. got some unique stuff in it, yeah, and it you're only gonna waste like an hour. Yeah, you'd waste more than that probably on an episode of TV nowadays. An episode of Super Movie Law. Uh, well, hey, hey, whoa, guy. whoa, watch it. Nobody says this is, this is high quality entertainment. <laughs> Us describing a movie to you in great uh, detail, and then telling you not to watch it. I'm no, just, I, I think no. I think I recommend it for somebody who doesn't mind uh, anime. Um, or some people who are in anime, especially 80s, 90s style. Yeah. And if if it's something that doesn't get mentioned a lot, it's definitely worth a look. Sure. It's very short. And it's got some unique stuff on it. I think you're going to have a good time. It's not going to knock your socks off. If you don't like anime or you're kind of on the fence about anime, this probably is not going to 
change your mind? Probably not, but I would say this does bridge a small gap between uh, 80s horror, suspense things like we've already harped on, and anime, to where this, I, I thought this felt like more like a live action movie, and I felt like if this was a live action movie from the 80s, in the, with the exact same story, with some kind of a cool B-movie actor or actress in it as a hook, I thought it could actually be pretty cool. Because um, my personal opinion, and we don't have to go into this heavy, I thought the thing was only okay. I, it was cool. It had some. Oh, stuff the in, movie, the thing. In, in the same way as this, oh. though, it had some cool elements. It did some stuff really well, but I, it did not blow my mind. Okay, um, that's totally valid. I didn't think about it in terms of if this were a live-action movie. I have thought about that about other anime, but not this one. But you're right, it would be a decent little film. Yeah, it, well, like, we so we just said Kurt Russell, so I'm just going to say him again. If Kurt Russell was the captain in this, or something now, oh, yeah. now as an older guy, yeah. not in his younger days, yeah. or whatever, but even then, he'd be fine. He, <laughs> but, no, uh, he'd still be fine. Some, somebody like that, if you got some kind of a, a good B-movie action, horror, whatever sort of dude or lady in it, you know, I, I mean, there's all kinds of people you could put in. I just say Kurt Russell because we mentioned him already. Uh, somebody like that, I think, would add a cool hook to it and make it better yeah whereas with anime it's just a character the captain was a cool character don't get me wrong but i don't know him from anything no he's he's not a reoccurring character or that we've seen in other stuff but he i just i just like his character and the way he handled the situation he was great um as far as i want to address something you said about the thing you're high that's like one of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> I, that's what, and that's what everybody says. That's why I don't express that opinion you're, very often. You're and totally just, high, buddy. I took a... I love that movie. It is great. <laughs> I love the effects in it. I mean, at least give it that. It has great effects. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's a really um, cool world that it builds. Yeah, I like the... It's... But you know... No, I, I'm not going to harp on it too much. Here's the thing about John Carpenter movies. They... Are to they to me they feel very personal and it's one of those things that you either get them or you don't and I'm not saying if you don't get them that you're not smart or you don't know understand anything about movies it's just that I think he speaks to a very specific audience sometimes because yeah, there's some stuff there's some stuff he's made that I'm like ah, this is not clicking for me yeah but um I and it the, that's totally fine and I'm not gonna be that person where it's like what you don't like that blah, blah. no but uh i i like the the thing i think it, it creates a great word but if somebody does have a gripe against it, i totally understand because it's not a perfect film by any stretch of the yeah. imagination uh but i like the world that it builds i like the characters in it i like the effects and i like the the tension that it brings and this movie borrows heavily from that but um but no it's it's worth checking out for the reasons that we mentioned Peter, do you have anything that you want to recommend before we wrap it up here? This one's running real, real long. Uh, no, I think I'm good. We'll, we'll let everybody get back to their stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything to recommend. Thanks, guys, for listening. This was kind of a good uh, long one here. We're talking about our first entry, so we kind of had to express j- just more than the usual opinion just because this is our first in a genre. Yeah. So we just kind of had to talk about some of the things we love about anime on this. So Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. See you. Bye.